What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and life and stuff. This is episode 34, and I am joined, as usual, with a very special guest coming all the way from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, right? Is that, that's, that's what, right? No. City by the Bay. No. <laughs> Not the city by the Bay. Which one's the city by the Bay? That's San Francisco, isn't it? Uh, yeah, right? I mean, it, it is the Bay Area, so I would assume. In proximity. I would hope so. Yeah. You're not from there, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have Phil from Paired Pints, and uh, hopefully this is going to be a video episode. We'll see how it works. So if you're, yeah. seeing, us, if you're seeing us, congrats. If you're not, you, you should get a better phone. Um, but um, <laughs> Phil from Paired Pints. Paired Pints has become one of my new favorite um, Instagrams and pages and blogs that I found. Um, it is a perfect blend of uh, if you are a, like a craft beer lover or just a beer lover in general and you love food and good visuals and good cinematography basically like if you are just like a like a good quality junkie uh that's what i found uh with you and it's it's funny because you you describe yourself on your page as an easily distracted hobbyist who loves to cook and pair with beer and um it's weird because the the quality of like what you actually shoot and like the food that you cook and the recipes and stuff they're not like easy and it's it's very high quality like shooting and stuff you've always been doing it for like a while i would assume but um I don't know. Would you call yourself like a beer sommelier a little bit? Like, is that? No, no, no. I mean, God, no, no. But, but, I still right. read about beer like almost every day. Cause I, it, sometimes it just goes in through one ear and out the other. And I'm like, what, what, what style was that? And how is it made? So yeah, yeah I would not. Also, you can't go based off that because people who are even like sommeliers, like for wine, they still learn every day about new yeah. stuff. It's a never ending. You can't find, I doubt you'll ever find a sommelier who will like know everything there is to know about every single kind of wine yeah so if you're going by that measure like you're never going to be you know what i mean like that's just you better yeah it's probably a conversation with my therapist probably (laughs) (laughs) more more than one most likely (laughs) it's like i have a self-identity problem what is it i don't know yeah it's Um, it's imposter syndrome (laughs) (laughs) dug in a little deep on that one oh (laughs) yeah there we go starting off real dark i like that Uh, (laughs) that's how we should start the show after all spicy memories are emotional trauma so trauma wow i said trauma jesus what am i from boston all right um (laughs) no offense to anybody from boston sorry um it's like when people say toyota instead of toyota you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. can't stand that it's horrible my uh father-in-law is uh, or stepfather-in-law whatever you want to call it um he's from minnesota so he has a couple of those quirks oh wow he's from he's from minnesota yeah (laughs) he gets that minnesota there Yeah. yeah oh yeah no that's great you know, I think, I think it's amazing. I love, it, I love those little like, yeah, things. Yeah. My mom has friends outside of Minneapolis and it, they, she's from New York, so it's not really heavy, but like I, I, where was I? I was in, not where I got my bachelor's, the college I was in before then there was a kid there and he was from Minnesota and he had a really thick, like, like, like mini, like a real like Minnesota accent, like soda. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, listen to it. I'm like, it's so close to Canadian sometimes. Like it's yeah. so close to Canadian. And I, it's just, I don't know. It's a nice, it's, it's a nice, little I'm Wisconsin not, over there too. A little bit. Yeah. My God, less cheese than Wisconsin, yeah. but definitely, definitely there. So welcome to spicy memories. Uh, thank you for agreeing to come on. This is amazing. And I love the fact that we are, well, we're only about two hours apart driving wise. Yeah. We're not that far apart, but uh, it's, it's definitely, this is a lot quicker. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and I found your page actually, because you came, you came up suggested Probably because you had worked with, I think, and uh, Cast Iron Kyle. Okay. Who, I'm surprised the algorithm works for me. But yeah, it's it, nice. it must because you came up <laughs> suggested, and I was like looking and I see who else follows you, and it was just Cast Iron Kyle. And I was like, that has to be, that has to be why. Otherwise, Instagram is just, you know, 
taking my life into their fucking reins of their hands um which is also very possible i'm just letting just letting shit happen to me with this algorithm Um, it's almost almost that way right yeah just just give up control everybody stop trying to control the algorithm stop trying to go trending it's not going to happen just give up control you know lay back let it happen it's like an acid trip you know what i mean just lean into it a little bit you just gotta lean in don't resist because then the fear will get to you all right, you got to just lean into it and just let it happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> and for anyone who has trauma because of past acid trips, I'm very sorry I brought that up yeah. for you. Um, anyway, let's talk about some beer. Um, so first of all, uh, I, what intrigued me to your page was not just the fact that you do these amazing pairings with craft beer, which I love, because I, I was never like a craft beer person until probably 20. 15 16 like i wasn't I, I i would have a ipa here and there but like it wasn't really until i started hanging out with my friend sarah and her, or not, my other friend jonna who sarah's my tattoo artist but she also runs a beer instagram uh called boozy hops with jonna and the two of them travel oh, all God. over this area and they go to places and they get invited to breweries and all of a sudden i was being introduced to new kinds of ale and like somebody was like, here, try this. It's a ghost. I'm like, ghost? They're like, no, not with a T, like a ghost sale. And I'm like, a what? And I was like, it's purple. They're like, yeah. And so like I was, I was getting all these like, like I fell in love with fruited sours. Without, mm. I never would have thought I would like fruited sours. And I was getting, before we moved away from this local uh, brewery that we live near, I was getting like a growler like once a week of yeah. like a fruited sour. That's all, I mean, I, yeah. So I used to drink a lot for people who don't. <laughs> just expose that to everybody so one i guess i've only been drinking craft beer for about five years how long have you actually been like really into craft beer and when did you decide like i need to start incorporating this into like you know paired pints basically wow i haven't really thought about that um yeah let's let's say uh, uh probably like right after i left college um i lived i lived in a town called brigantine it's pretty much at the end past atlantic city in new jersey and I lived at like the very, very end. So it's pretty goddamn isolated. <laughs> like my, my pastimes were smoking a cigarette and drinking a gin and tonic and looking at the ocean. It was kind of depressing. <laughs> but was, was your, was your pastime up. Boardwalk Empire? Because that's exactly what it sounds like. Pretty much. Almost. And okay. I, lived in a, I lived in a complex that looked like Dexter's too. So like really? the, uh, in the upstairs thing, it was not oh a good God. look. Um, so, <laughs> but like my, my main goal was to like, uh, do well in school and all that stuff so i was just like i'm focused i'm focused but yeah don't smoke cigarettes anymore all that all that jazz I'm yeah me too boy. i just i just hit five years actually that i quit so oh nice yeah, yeah. I, that's that's amazing it sucks but yeah, yeah it's, continue it's, <laughs> it's a stupid habit um no, yeah, it is, and, yeah and uh what you recall yeah so after that um pretty much i was just really bored one day and i got into this one show which I think is now the owners are under fire for being sexual harassers. So it's a show called Brew Dogs, um, okay. <laughs> and um, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but and or misinformation. But anyways, um, just want to put a disclaimer out there that I don't support <laughs> that um, in any form. And then uh, pretty much like was like, oh, this is kind of neat. They're like they're incorporating, and they got real wild with it. They like they brewed beer underwater, and they like brewed with like some like crazy ingredients, and that's what that idea is what really got me into it. Like, what can you put in the beer that's gonna make beer better or right. make beer different? Um, and from there, I, and then pretty much from there, I was just like, cool, cool, I like beer, I like beer, I like beer. Oh, YouTube's a thing. And people are doing cooking shows and stuff like that. And then I got into Babish and that guy wow. pretty much, he like opened up like my eyes to like an approachable way to entertain 
create quality content and still not show your personality, like your, your identity. Like that was my, my biggest thing. I was like, Oh shit. He's found a way to not have to do the whole song and dance pony show. Um, and find ways to make food look beautiful. And then I was like, Oh, well I like alliterations. Let's, and I I have like a notebook and I'm just trying to like write down like any name that a beer and it was also alliteration. And I was probably, yeah, definitely poaching off binging with Babish's style because alliteration. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of people do. I mean, that's he. I don't want to say he innovated that style of like a cooking show, but he definitely was one of the first people on YouTube to really get that big with it. Sure. And he was, and I, I started watching him. I watched, I saw like the Parks and Rec episode, like the first one that he did with the, with the, with the Traeger burger. Yeah. Because I, first of all, I am a film student. I went to, I got a degree in film nice. and I'm also a cook. So literally his page, I was like, this is a page that was tailored for me. Like it was like literally tailored for me because he was a, he was like a, he was like a special effects. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was, I was blown away. And, and then I was like, I love movies and TV and I love that he's, he's doing food for movies and TV. It was incredible. He, I literally, and I started watching him. He had like, I don't know, not even a hundred thousand subscribers when I started watching him. And then after only a few videos that just jumped. To yeah. at least a few hundred thousand and now he's at like what eight million or something seven million like something yeah. insane yeah or maybe, now, maybe i don't know maybe maybe not 10 i don't he's know he's got a whole he's company he's got five. an airbnb he's got cutlery now he's he's literally he has hired people that left bon appetit because bon appetit was too racist and he pays yeah. them now it's like it's amazing exactly. like he literally yeah. like you know when sola came on his show from bon appetit i used to watch her on bon appetit and that really hit me where i'm like these people who are in these huge the biggest publications in food are now yeah. going to this guy who started, as you said, just like with an approachable way to cook food. Exactly. And that just, that, that just like blew my mind. I think much like you, I, he didn't, I didn't do that route as far as YouTube. I tried a little bit, but I don't have the patience. I'm kind of like a fucking, I'm like a, like a, like a banshee in the kitchen. I'm like all over the place. I'm like driving, <laughs> like going insane. So that's my parent problem. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's just, and I had really nice cameras and I'm like all over the place, yeah. but it was just, it was a lot. So I now, I now, uh, I focus a little more on like the, I'm like, let me just, let me focus on making decent tasting food first. And then, because I was, I would, I would either would do one of two things. I would either get really good shots or the food would taste really good, but neither of them ever happened both (laughs) at the same time. It was like, I could never do the both of them, but so what, all right. So what year did you really try to kind of start doing those videos? When was that? Uh, If I look back in my Instagram, it's about five years ago. So right after I moved to Phoenixville, um, Pennsylvania. So I lived in Philly for a while. Then I, yeah, like 45 minutes outside, I moved out, moved out to Phoenixville. And then, yeah, because I moved out to Phoenixville, um, uh, like there's quite a distance because the Google is a fucking nightmare. And it takes like an hour to get to me. It's like 12 miles too. It's just, it's just ridiculous. That's how, yeah, I've lived outside of the city my whole life. That's literally how it is. Like I've lived, I don't know, 11 miles, miles outside of the city my entire life. And it's never taken me any shorter than... 35 minutes to get to the like yeah. literally it's just always how it it's like it's the most frustrating thing in the entire fucking world you're from new jersey you know how that is exactly like, you know yeah. you get stuck yeah, on parts, the fucking, you get stuck on the jersey turnpike at like t-neck <laughs> or something for like an hour like like yeah why 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 yeah i don't know Ugh. it's the turnpike i've the worst car accident i ever got in my life was right in like t-neck new jersey actually and oh. uh yeah we were just we were coming back from medieval times shout out to medieval times yeah. and uh we were standing still in traffic at the end of the line of traffic on the on the turnpike and somebody in a Mitsubishi Outlander just didn't wow. see that there was a stopped line of traffic and just yeah. went 50 miles an hour into our Toyota Corolla. And uh, so that was fun. But yeah, so wow. Jersey, Jersey, Philadelphia, it's the, the traffic gets like insane. Just yeah, absolutely. Insane. So sorry, continue. It, 
No, no, it's fine. I, there's, there's a Bill Burr joke where he says he likes the pandemic because of the traffic. He's Very like, he hopes for another one. But I mean, oh, I kind of agree with him there. <laughs> another man who is absolutely loved by the city of Philadelphia, if you remember. <laughs> for those of you who don't remember, oh God, this must have been at least 15 years ago. He was in Philadelphia doing a show for like the traveling comedy tour or something like that, right? I think it was even for Joe Rogan, maybe something like that. And he, he started getting booed on stage by the Philadelphia fans because he like made fun of their he made yeah. fun of the Eagles. He's a Boston guy too. So yeah, he's from Boston. Like double down on that one. Oh yeah. And then yeah. he literally refused to get off stage. So he was just I don't know if you've ever seen the video. It is insane. I've never seen he it. is ripping them apart every minute and then counting the minutes. He's like, I genuinely <laughs> hope your fucking team loses. I hope all of you get cancer and die. Seven <laughs> minutes. And he just that's literally what he does for the entire time. And then by the end of it, everyone's cheering. Literally, yeah. everybody's cheering just because, yeah. one, he was going to leave. And, two, they were, like, blown away that he did that. Exactly, yeah. It's just, yeah, Philadelphia and Bilber uh, don't always mix. But uh, <laughs> figure. So. But that, I like that, how that attitude turns some Philadelphians around. It's just like, oh, yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> exactly. it's like, like oh, he's a dick. All right, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> just like, we, we, we vibe. Yeah, we vibe. Wow. That was not a Philadelphia yeah. accent. I'm sorry for anybody who has a Philadelphia accent. But, um, <laughs> I don't even want to try it. I, yeah, no, a little bit it's, for, it's I think, so weird. Yeah. It's like a weird. It's like, yeah, how you do It's like, I don't. Oh, God. See, every time I try to start it, I'm like, I can't do that. Like, yeah. I can fake Boston really well. And I can fake a couple other cities. I can do a lot of southern cities, but like I could never grasp Philadelphia. It's just so weird. Yeah, it's like an over air kind of like the the yeah. I I don't know. It's like a weird thing, but yeah, my my North Jersey trash part takes over and like yeah. gives like a little bit soprano-y. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's not our our yeah. neck of the woods. That's what people would probably just assume that you and I were just from New York if we went <laughs> other places like. Like I used to go to Colorado all the time to visit my godmother and people would just ask if I was from New York. Oh really? Yeah. I, I don't think that I have a New York accent. Like I don't hear yeah. it. There's probably some inflections that we hear otherwhere or whatever they're called. Maybe if I, get, if, if I get really worked up, then the, the sometimes I, I notice that I'm like, the fuck you talk. Like once yeah. I say, once I say, you know, what are you talking about? Instead of talking about, I'll say, you know, talking about like, once I say talk, like that's it. Like I'm like, something's the, the I'm way too AW. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, to live in the Northeast. Where um, are we? I forgot the question. Sorry. So that was, sorry. That was, that was like, uh, that was like five years ago when, so after you moved to Phoenixville, right? Yes. Oh what, yeah, started. What did it really kind of turn into that became like Paired Pints? Like what? Because like the way that the page is now, I'm sure that was like an evolution that happened. That oh. was probably just like you know. Yeah, okay. very much. I was just looking at my second picture. It's a, I think it's a tuna salad sandwich. White <laughs> friend. I think I have one of those too. Actually. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, but um, or no chicken salad. Um, but yeah, basically, so what it started as is when we moved to the our first apartment in uh, Phoenixville. Um, there was just like this. It was it's row home, so it's very limited light, and I pretty much all I had was a camera and a couple. I had a couple of lights, but they weren't like great, so I didn't want to use them. And I just had this desk, and it was like it tucked into this like cubby hole window area, and that was pretty much my spot that I would just cook cook food in for a good like two years. And then it turned out to like I was like um, I'm a I worked at a toy company at the time, and there I created this like st style pretty much for them not like i created like colorful background style like in general but for them i started shooting everything on colorful backgrounds stuff like that and i, I was, was gonna like, say it, a lot of your stuff like pops you know it's got this cool almost like 70s kind of retro 
kind of nice. beautiful kind of deep orange color sometimes like it's cool like it's really nice to have those like because like you see a lot of those like chefs on instagram will have those like super dark like dimly lit like yeah. only maybe just like a key light or something you know just like very like very dimly lit and on like a dark slate or like a black plate or something you know whatever and then that's what first i think drew me to your page was like you get these like bold colors right away from the feed which that, that, was cool i was like oh shit that was, was a like, goal you know, for me <laughs> it worked it worked look at that so yeah but um but yeah, so there was like one, there was one point where um, I had like extra paper and I was just like, screw it. I'll, and I, I always, I always shot top down. So it was all flat lays for the oh, most part. Oh, you did the, the, what do they, they call that? Uh, hands and pans, right? That's okay. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> hands and pans. Uh, there you go. Um, and the goal, and also the goal, it, just to go back a little bit, was to only showcase the food and the beer. Right. Like I didn't even like want to have silverware or anything like that. Like you I didn't like to... talk or anything either, right? Like you didn't like do. No, I, I didn't anything? even do video until like four years in. To oh, be honest wow. with you. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, but yeah. So, um, which we call Yeah. I started doing colored background, and then I went back to the other, the standard uh sunlight one with the with the black background. And then I saw how much engagement I got from the blue the blue one. It was a double nickel double nickel rose ale or something like that. And I saw how much engagement I got from it and they shared it and I was like, oh dope. So yeah, that's how kind of the the style started. Well, it definitely it works for sure. And like I said, it grabbed me right at the beginning, which is awesome. And I think that the that's a good idea, actually. Before anything, let's crack open these beers. Mine's getting warm. So, why don't you walk us through what you're drinking first, and then I'll uh, and show it to the uh, show it to the lovely folks at home there. Yeah. And uh, then I'll walk through what I'm what I'm pouring. So. So I am drinking a tro. Oh Jesus, it's blowing out. I'm drinking a Trogues Hop Horizon. Uh, it's an IPA, and um, the thing I like about this is that it's um, it's got like really, it's really pretty too. Yeah, um, wow, that's gorgeous. Yeah. It's got a really great aroma. It's like super. I'm not trying to sound pretentious. Like it literally just smells I, like a fresh dude, field. I brought of hops. you on because you do you know beer. That's why. Please sound I know, pretentious, but I, please. I am <laughs> the, one of the most self-deprecating, self-hating. No, self-deprecating <laughs> people <laughs> around. That's good. Um, two I never want to get too big for the britches. It'd be a great episode. By the end of it, we'll both just be crying and just sign off. Just stop yeah, recording. Good. Uh, I won't even need to go this week. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true yeah save save yourself save yourself the money for it's a, a copay um and i am drinking something i've never had before this is from newberg which is not far from where i am it's a newberg cream ale and nice beautiful can there i've never had a cream ale nice fucking cow right there Look at that. i like that and it's so uh, cool. it smells it smells like a beer so that's a good start it smells um, alley or does it smell because yeah, no, it's, it's light you see it's like yeah. very very light it's wow it's very light it looks like a glass of pee okay What's that? <laughs> you're not cool if you drink your own or pee your own pants i forgot i <laughs> call me that miles one. davis yeah oh that's nice that's right very fruity what hold on it's wild so the thing that i read today mm. and uh so when you weird. texted me that you got that beer and i was like oh i just listened to Pharaohs listen to it. They were talking about cream ale, and they said that it's this pretty much the same process as uh, lager, but they use ale, something, uh, either yeast or malt or something like that, um, and that's how you get this cream ale. So it's lot. It's like a similar process, but I could completely be wrong. But then I also, <laughs> and then I also le learned that um, the uh, at, like during prohibition, it got real popular in Canada, and they kind of elevated it. 
and then they brought it and then after prohibition it came back here and that's when it come, became like super popular here yeah. so i thought that was well, pretty there, there was a lot of shipping of stuff from canada down here like there was like on, on the north rock empire right that... yeah yeah obviously no but like i mean because across in it during prohibition because i mean my, my grandma used to tell me about like what her mom had told her about because my grandma was born 1927 and so she was like she like lived through the great depression which is crazy yeah. um so like complain about traffic i know yeah seriously she <laughs> she was like i remember like dust bowls i'm like oh okay um but uh no, she, yeah <laughs> i'm just like fucking damn it i can't buy doc martens because i have a half-size shoe son of a bitch <laughs> why does life just suck <laughs> <laughs> sorry i keep uh, cutting off. no that's fine this is why i love the show um but yeah, so like she would tell me like a lot of the stuff would come in like on the Northeast, like obviously from like overseas because the ocean was like right there or it would come down from like Canada. But then in like the middle America, it was actually sometimes easier because it was kind of just easier to smuggle it right over the Canadian border. And so the big cities like, you know, San Francisco and like uh, that was because well, San Francisco kind of North, I guess it would be more like L.A. Well, L.A. wasn't like that at the time, but it was just it was actually a little easier in certain parts of the country that were in the middle because they could just shoot right down. A little mm. bit uh, better than you know having to deal with the Coast Guard, so <laughs> or you know or like what are they? I forgot the agency that they there was like a whole section of the of the federal age of federal government that they dedicated just to like prohibition enforcement. Like yeah. it was it was insane, and it's like I don't know. I still can't believe that was a thing. But um, yeah, I don't. It's a, it's it's amazing, and I've I've never I've never had this. It's actually kind of nice. It's weird. I'm not. I was expecting like a cream soda. I guess mm. because I was just like expecting that, but this is like, it smells like a fruited ale. It smells it smells like a fruited sour a little bit. Yeah, so that's probably it. I don't even I don't think I've ever even paired anything with a cream ale before. I was gonna say I don't. I mean, this is like nice and light, and it almost like it's it's giving me like a little bit of like, you ever had like really 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 like bad prosecco? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like like like. <laughs> Like, I hate to say it like that. I'm not, yeah. like, not the shit on beer, but like, yeah. and no, no offense to the Newberg Brewing Company, but whatever. They never did anything for me. Um, but like, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's giving me that, like, you, you're drinking the Prosecco that was left out just like a little bit too long. It's like not mm. that cold anymore, which is mm. fine. It's actually kind of nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. Like this, I could see myself having when I'm like sweltering in like June. Like sure. this is what I would want to have. Like yeah. I was never. Crushable beer. There you go. Like yeah. I was never big on like when I was younger, dedicating certain beers for certain times of year. And then I got older and I realized that there was just something about like Guinness that in the cold weather, it just hits different with stouts. Yeah, It's just like stouts just do it for me in the winter. Yeah. And I never knew why. And I love Guinness. Guinness is, I'm, you're going to laugh, but Guinness is one of the few beers that I can like crush. And I mean, demolish. And everyone's always good. called, yeah, but everyone think, has told me in my life that I'm crazy because they're like, oh, it's so heavy. And I'm like, are you calling me heavy? Like, what is that? I'm yeah. like, because for me, I've always found it so easy just to chug a fucking pint of Guinness. And it's super smooth. It's, it's so like, nice. It's yeah. creamy. It's, I love Guinness so much. And Guinness in the same, not the same brewery. No. Same brewery? I don't know. There was this beer called, oh, fuck. Um, St. St. James? No, not St. James. That's the name of the brewery. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to remember. Fuck. This is going to Google, Google, Google. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, but there was... Oh, fuck. This is going to fucking murder me. I hope everyone's watching my frustration right now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I used to... Oh, this is the problem with being a borderline alcoholic. You just forget all the beers that you've 
had. Um, you get older Smithics. too. It doesn't help. Smithics. Smithwicks. Uh, oh yeah. Smith okay. Yes. That. Outside of Guinness, I would go to this Irish pub that was in my town, and they would have Smithwicks, and they had it on tap for a very short time. And I remember my dad bought it at the grocery store when they first started carrying it, and I was like, "This mm. is fucking great." I'm like, "This." tastes like a great irish ale like it tastes almost mm. like guinness a little bit but it's not a stout it's like an ale and he was like yeah and then we went to this place uh, um uh stevens green near us and they had it on tap and i had it on tap and i was like it was great and then they just stopped after like two three months and then they never <laughs> brought it back yeah. and like i would go back all the time like two years later i'd be like you guys have smithics they'd be like what no like <laughs> yeah. like no man like, I'm like yeah. no. but uh yeah i don't know there's something about a stout in the cold weather and in the summer, I, just, I, I don't know. I, my, my beer drinking habits have transformed over the past, like, 10 years. Yeah. Like, when I was younger, I don't know about you. I don't know how old you are. I'm assuming we're close to the same age. Probably, 75. Know. No. Well, that's uh, good. I'm 73. Yeah. So that, that yeah. works. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, like, I. You're 30s I, now? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be 31 soon. So, I, uh, but I feel like I'm 80. So, that got to count for something. <laughs> uh, just feel, feel, the, feel the old ticker and just going. Yeah. Um, but, no, I. I used to just like get whatever was cheapest, right? You would go get a 30 pack of Bush light or like Natty ice or like whatever. Right. Yeah. And then even when I was like 19, I was like, this is not good. I don't, I don't want this. And mm. I remember there was one night where I suggested to my friends, I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, let's play pong, but why don't we use Guinness? Yeah. And they were like, why? I'm like, why not? And yeah. they're all just, and then like halfway through the game, I love Guinness. I crush Guinness like tacos, but they don't, they were like, <laughs> used to, they were used to like Coors light, Natty ice, the fucking yeah. water, you know? Yeah. And so we're just drinking cup after cup and halfway through the game, they're literally leaning on their end of the table and I'm just there. I'm like, how deep is your love? I'm like, I'm the fucking like, I'm just like dancing. I'm like having a fucking ball, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was singing the Bee Gees. Apparently when I, I mean, apparently when I consume them, I just start. It's a good celebration song though. I mean, it really is. How yeah. deep is your love? Um, <laughs> sorry. But anyway, so, through all this evolution, I'm curious now you're years into pairing beers and drinking beers and, you know, knowing at least mildly, I know you won't call yourself a sommelier or an expert, but you can comfortably walk into a place now and you can pretty much get a scope of like what you maybe should and shouldn't order. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's kind of the goal though, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't, that's why I like, I know it's nice to be called like a chef. It's nice to be called a sommelier and it brings yeah. a very big like ego thing to the title. But at the end of the day, you just want to, make it a better experience for yourself no I yeah mean, i mean to, there's two things that I, I really want to do um learn enough to teach someone else like that's like a big thing that's what that's what draws me to a lot of these um what would you say like celebrity chefs like babish and omnivorous adam and uh i interviewed elon hall recently with that 15 questions thing nice um, awesome and and uh whatchamacallit like just he those three alone just like they're just educators at the, at the very core of it and um that's something i, I strive to do because not that it's like a, a place of a like regard or anything high regard or anything it's just more along the lines of just helping people so and yeah. it's fun to do that yes. um and i already lost you, track of the question so. <laughs> that was basically it no i think what you're, what you're saying is the goal is and this is kind of like mine too like when i first started having people actually cook recipes that i was putting up I, I, I was like blown away. I was like, I got this feeling of like satisfaction that I'd never had before, you know, like, yeah. especially in the beginning of the pandemic, like everybody else in the goddamn country, I made banana bread the first week. And hey. so I didn't have chocolate chips, but I looked through and I had these leftover 
uh, Valentine's Day. No, well, for, I'm trying that next time. Uh, <laughs> but I'm doing nice Spanish olives. Uh, no, I had Reese's peanut butter cups, mini ones. Oh, damn. So I, threw them in, I threw them in the freezer for like 15 minutes, took them out, chopped them, really roughly chopped them, and just threw that in the batter as if they were the chocolate chips. And right. it was the greatest fucking thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, so I put the recipe up on Instagram and there's literally now a highlight reel on my page of just people who made the banana bread. And no yeah. And I was I so, that. it made me so happy. I was like, this is fucking great. Like, yeah. and I have a blog, not as good. I'll get into your blog, not as good as yours, but I have recipes on there too. And people have made recipes from there. Like my lentil soup yes. recipe that's on there. And I had, um, during the first quarantine in 2020, I had a sheet pan pizza recipe where I gave the recipe for the dough and the, the, the pizza because I am a huge advocate of you're not going to cook a pizza like you get in a pizzeria. Don't even fucking try. Make it on a sheet pan and shut up, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. for the most part. I mean, I think the best kind of home pizza can be in a sheet pan because you can drench it in olive oil underneath to get that nice browning that you want. You can broil it as well, which I always do. The broiling get to get that nice browning on the cheese that a lot of people don't do. I'm you a fan know? of that. Yeah, it's great. And like, I'll make these pizzas even on, and people are like, Oh my God, I can't get it like that. I'm like, well, just do what I fucking say and you'll be, able to. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, um, I can't, whatever. I, I have no interest in retaining any like listeners or followers. So I, I apologize. I, oh, I say no. things that constantly drive people away. It's um, better to be honest. Yeah. yeah be honest, honest, honest is one honest. word. Insane is, is a, is a fine line. But I think, <laughs> I think when you, when you get that feeling of like, you want to be able to teach people, right. You want to be able to like, not only learn yourself, but have others learn on the process. I think that's yeah. kind of cool because like, it's, it's, it's like a shared learning experience, right? Like tonight you're, I'm going to throw a couple beers out and you're going to tell me what you may pair with them. Right. Like oh, basic, really? no, ba basic known beers, like nothing crazy. <laughs> um, and the reason I'm going to ask is because I've actually cooked with beer quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I told you this, but I actually have an IPA risotto recipe that I've made. Um, oh. not long ago that I, uh, the girls that I, the boozy hops girls that I first started hanging out with, we had this one day where we all met up. We took a bunch of videos and we shopped for beer at this like brewery. And then we went to one of their apartments and I just cooked the shit out of a bunch of stuff for them. And one of the things was I took a can, like a tall boy can like this of a Voodoo Ranger IPA. And I used that in the base of a risotto with thick cut um, cured ba uncured bacon. And so the base of the risotto started with like onions, garlic, some bacon. And then like, instead of using white wine or red wine whatever people sometimes do with risotto i just used an ipa that's and, cool and i used a romano cheese at the end of it so romano is like yeah. nice and like funky which goes really well with like a nice kind of strong ipa sure and i think i don't know i think it does i'm not i don't know how to pair stuff so um <laughs> who knows um there's sometimes like there's some and i don't mean to cut you off again but like you definitely like cheeses and ipas are hard to pair but like if you get the right match you're you're good well what i noticed was like they're both super, super, super punching, right? The IPA yeah. is going to like, it's just, it like shoots you in the back it's of the battle. Yeah, it's a battle. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you try to get a mild cheese, it's like, what are you really going to do? So I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, you know, Romano is got that funkiness that Parmesan doesn't have. And hmm. I'm like, that might work really well. And luckily for me, as it cooked through the IPA, the entire risotto, it like diluted the flavor just enough to where the Romano really complimented it. I feel like mm. if you're eating a chunk of Romano and then sipping an IPA, you're not going to get the same experience. You're just going to be like, I'm going to puke in like an hour. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, but um, I don't know. All right. So just out of curiosity, right? Like the, all right, the beer you're drinking right now, let's start with that. It's an IPA, right? Yep. What would be, and I mean that specific beer, right? Not just sure. all IPAs because they're all different, you know? Um, what would you pair with that? Like what you're drinking right now? Like what would you like to be eating while you're drinking that? 
Yeah, uh, I kind of, I, well, I did this one, so it's a little bit of cheating, but um, I did a shrimp po' boy with, oh, um, with, with, yeah, with the, uh, with the beet uh, rum, yeah. Line, right? Yeah, I just saw yeah. that. So that's, that's definitely like, I would do something like that, or I might even go like, with IPAs, I love dipping into like Indian flavors and stuff like that, Ooh, because okay. uh, they, they bring each other out, like, they, like, there's something about it, like, if you get a good doll, um, and a nice IPA, you can play around with that, Um definitely did something with uh what did i do the one time it was like a like a shrimp it was like a curry shrimp burger pretty much just like Ooh. put together and like and fried and then i had some kind of like peppers on top of it but it was it was really good and it paired really well with like this like super citrusy ipa so like so, something along the lines of uh like a almost juicy new england but it was like more hot forward so like the the curry flavor and the and the hop kind of just like they clashed a little bit, but they also like found some harmony. Well, what I've noticed is that curry, depending on the way you use it, curry. A lot of people don't like curry, and I I, I understand why. It's very 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 overwhelming. Like it it can be it can be very overwhelming. But I feel like the way depending on how you use it, it can actually be an amazing like multi use tool in the kitchen. Sure. Like you know like recently I made a curry aioli. Um, for just Whoa. for the hell of it. And I brought it in. I, I do, um, I help this chef of mine every Sunday with meal prep for her, for her business. And oh, I brought cool. it in, I brought it in one Sunday when I was cooking just for her and the other, the other chef to try. And the three of us were just like, this is fucking amazing. And I had mixed it, you know, I'd, I'd made the aioli with, the, I'd made basically a mayo from scratch, you know, with garlic in the bottom. And then I just dumped, like I did a lot of curry and yeah. like, le- like fresh lemons that were squeezed in there. And, um, I wanted to throw in some sage, but I was like, I don't want to fuck with this too much. Let me just, the sage is very like strong. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, it was just, it worked. And I, I'm starting to learn as I'm getting older, curry and a lot of Indian flavors, like, you know, like even, well, masala's borderline Indian slash British, but like yeah. a lot of, a lot of Indian dishes, <laughs> you know, e- even like sag. Derivation and all that. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, like sag is one of my favorite Indian dishes ever. Yo. I love a, a good lamb sag is like, yeah. cause like it's, it's this creamy, like veggie green dish right that also has these like incredible spices that come through and the use of spices in that part of the world is what always gets me it's like amazing like because you know in the, in that country and then if you move in like a lot of like middle eastern countries they don't have the ocean they don't have you know fresh fish like they don't you yeah. know they don't they don't have stuff yeah. like that so like they rely on like dry spices and that's why like a lot of like even like some like you know palestinian dishes are like you know these flatbreads that have these amazing like you know zatar and like stuff like that thrown on like all these spices and i started getting all very very into it as far as like you know how could you start incorporating that into other kind of cuisines and stuff so mm. you mentioning that the ipa could go well with like indian i'm kind of curious about that now i'm, I'm i might yeah try and that. i bet your lambs like the lamb might might even go well with like a doppelbach or something like that Ooh, that would be good i don't know be good so what all right so <laughs> Is there a place for like, all right, there, there, I feel like there are some beers that are just meant to be like beers, but like, uh-huh. I mean, that's how I've always like pictured. Like I, at first was never thinking of like a fruited sour as something that you could pair. I just thought of it as like a, like a refreshing fruited sour. Right. I mean, it's just, sure. it's like, it's such a strong flavor. Right. Or like the first time I had a ghost ale, right. Um, hmm. It was from nightmare brewing company. I don't know if you ever had nightmare, uh, uh, but nightmare is a great, great 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 brewery and they made this one beer called glasgow smile and the cans all have these like amazing like horror scenes on them like fucking great are they from scotland no (laughs) no pretty sure they're from new york 
Okay. Uh, but I, uh, I, I tried it for the first time and it was like this deep purple and it was like a ghost sale and it was like a fruited sour kind of, and I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is weird. Like I was, I was even at the moment, it was when I was recording a podcast, actually a friend who I had on the show brought it and gave it to yeah. me as part of it. And that's what I got introduced to it for. And mm. so I was drinking it and I'm like, I don't even know what I would fucking eat with this. Like, I don't even like, what would you like for a fruited sour? What would your go-to be? uh okay like well, is that more of like a summer kind of dish for you is that something that you can cook with is it something that yeah. you, you know like i'm just curious i don't know i might do it like a summer salad but i do love doing like a savory something savory with like whip whip goat cheese Ooh. um because the whip goat cheese pretty much binds that whole dish together so yeah I, I, yeah you find a protein and you uh add some and it depends what kind of the, the fruit that they add to the sour like if they do like like kind of like what we talked about before. I don't know if we talked about a Lombok or uh, where it was a sour, but um, that like goat or not goat, the rabbit with uh, the whipped goat cheese and a little frisé salad or something like that. Right. Might yeah. go well. Yeah. That's see, that's that. Cause it was dark. It was cherries, right? It was like cherries. Yeah. It was dark cherries. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see that whole thing is like, it's like another world for me. Cause like I'm used to pairing certain kinds of like wine with like food and I cook with a lot of wine too. And I've cooked with like sherry and like all this stuff. And I just, I don't know when I started thinking about it, like with beer, the IPA risotto was the first time I did that. And I was like, I am tapping into something that I know that there's more to like, I was, I thought I was just fucking around. I was, we were making content for a beer Instagram. So (laughs) I was like, of course I'm going to make an IPA risotto. Yeah. But like, I was doing it more of like, on like a gimmicky thing where I'm like, I'm going to make an IPA risotto. Cause like, why, why the fuck Best not? surprises and, though. Yeah. And like Voodoo Ranger, like, re, like reposted it and it, yeah, it was great. Oh word. But uh, yeah, no, they're, no, was it um, uh, New Belgium? That's them, right? New Belgium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're great. They're, very, they're actually very communicative with people, which is really nice. Um, awesome. I like love it when like, um, uh, and they got money. So hopefully get some thrown at you. I would. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fat chance of that shit. Uh, but and it's, I, I did have one question. I did a deep dive on your, uh, on your page there. And I was going through the highlights and the post. There was one ale that you had from January of 2020 that you had collaborated with the company, I guess. And I'm curious what it was like because I'm a huge fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So the Nightman ale. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, Tell me about Actually. that because it looked so fucking cool. And I love yeah. Always Sunny. So please, like, enlighten me. Um. Was it the Nightman or the Dayman comic? Which one? Oh, it was, uh, what was the color background? Yellow? Yellow, or? yellow, yellow. So that was that the milk state? Yes. Hold on. I have it yeah. marked right here. I'll tell you right now. Or is it the state. cat one? Because the cat one was a the coffee cat. stout. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the cat one. Okay. That was it, the yeah, cat the one, night, yeah. The Nightman was a coffee stout. That one was really good. But um, so like, so Stable 12, uh, so the town of Phoenixville has right. uh, seven breweries in a mile strip. I can walk all seven. Yeah. Well, it used to one closed down. So six. Jesus. And then there's one like you can still walk to, but it's in a town called Mount Clare. So fuck that. But I love it. Um, yeah. Love Rebel Hill. Anyways. Um, great brewery. They're also in Phoenixville, but they have a location that's like, anyways, in that strip. <laughs> Long story aside, there is uh, the, the first one on the stop is Stable 12. So that's where that brew, that's where that beer came from. Um they paired it they uh they brewed it with a like a big um community like they the big community instagram called breweries and pa and they bring a whole bunch of breweries and stuff like that and people together they're really cool guys um but yeah basically this one was their first always sunny one and it was done by an artist the can was done by an artist called fenzy um and it was just like a coffee stout 
and it was a debut beer for their new brewer, I believe, that they brought over from Vault Brewing Company in Pennsylvania. Um, and he knocked it out of the park. Um, and I think he's still there, and he's continued to make that brewery like extremely, extremely reputable. Um, they just make really good beers ever since he hopped on board. Um, leadership too, like like I got to hand it to everyone there. Just like they all stepped it up during the pandemic and um, kept producing really nice beers, and they kept like uh, serving the community really well. Um, so really cool brewery near me. Anyways, um, then they then the, the next year after that they did uh, the Dayman beer and they got served the cease and desist from FX. Oh really? <laughs> oh my god fuck no oh that sucks i am such a big fan of always sunny but that makes me so so sad. well I, I do i do my 15 questions uh my little like uh interview series yeah um and one of the questions is so now I'm, i'll ask you one of them all right. um out of all the always sunny cast who do you identify with most or who resonate with <laughs> um honestly like <laughs> All right, so a little bit of all of them, a little bit, like, certain sure. aspects of them. But, like, as far as when I've noticed that I've just become, like, completely unhinged, when Dennis just completely flies off. I was going to say, yeah, you're more I, of a Glenn. Yeah, I, yeah like, <laughs> I, it's, it's like I, I've noticed certain times, like, where he, like, remember when, like, you know, the scene where, like, his Land Rover, his Range Rover's just <laughs> in the water, right? And the guy's just like, I'm not paying for that. That's a Starnik or whatever. He's like, Starnik. <laughs> I have contained my rage for as long as possible. And like, as soon as he starts with that sentence, I'm like, yo, I literally have done that. Like I have said things driving to work, like in my car out of road rage that literally sound like they're pulled from always sunny. Like, it's like, you, you bitch, you bitch, you stupid bitch. Just like, just like yelling. And like, so I identify with all of them like a little bit, maybe not so much Mac in the show because he's just like a lunatic. Um, But definitely like Charlie at some points, because I, I can just be like, I can be insane. Uh, yeah. like, I like him, but mainly like, as far as like the rage part, I've noticed certain times like Dennis, but not the whole like serial killer aspect. That part, uh, sure. you sure. know, is fell off, which I love, by the way, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched all of always sunny or seen the evolution of the show or watched it, stop listening now. Cool. Uh, but like the evolution <laughs> that they basically like just slowly turned him into a serial killer. So I don't know if you saw the last oh. season or not. Yeah. Like, uh, he's trying to kill the uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, in in Ireland. But what I love is that he's just at that point, he's just accepted that he's literally like a lunatic. Like they've never done that in other seasons. We're like, they've always been compared to the fact that he has COVID. He's like, he's clearly has COVID. He's just walking around. He's like, "Mm." he's like, no, I'm fine. And like, what I love is in past seasons, they were like, he had these like serial killer aspects where they were like you know like the every sex scene, it's like "Mm." it's fucking crazy. (laughs) And like the whole implication episode. Like, you know, it's like, no, but of course she wouldn't say no because of the implication. And Mac is just like, you know, yeah, it's just, you've been saying that word a lot. Is she in danger? Is this girl going to like, and like, he's, he's, he's like, I'm just, I'm not getting it. He's like, no, dude, she's not in danger. Of course she's not. She's not going to say, you know, of course, if she wants to say no, the answer is no, but she's not going to say no. And like, and that whole thing, like, so what I love is that in the last season, he just completely accepts the fact that he's like a murderer. He's like, no, I'm just going to kill him. Like, he's just, he's just totally okay with killing somebody. Yeah. Oh God, that show is fucking brilliant. And listening to their podcast, I don't know if you listen to it, but I do. Um, it's, they started doing the video too on Spotify, which is great. Oh, and, nice. um, so if you watch it on Spotify and you just open up like the graphic and you turn your phone, the video is just yeah. there, which oh, is amazing. Nice. That's how I started doing video too. Spotify gave me early access to a, a video, which is, uh, 
pretty cool. That's uh, it's uh, it's very it makes me ten times more paranoid because I know that people are are always watching. But um, that's my background shit. No, 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 that's good. I actually I was gonna ask you about that. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing some Star Wars stuff. A little bit. Oh, up there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I'm assuming you're a fan of like Mando and the Book of Boba Fett, right? Oh yeah, very very much so. Yes. yes. Okay, so <laughs> I would love to get your thoughts as somebody who, have, and I'm assuming you've seen the original movies, and then you saw the ones from the early 2000s. I've that never were seen the last. No, no, yeah, I've just seen. It. No. Imagine. Yeah. You're like, what is it? Strike of the Empire? Like, yeah, yeah Strike that's of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm, a uh, I'm a prequels guy. You're a prequels guy. Uh, yeah, those prequels, I don't know. Some of them. I mean, are, they get a bad rap, but there's moments. No, they, I, look, I don't think they're as shitty as the uh, hardcore OG originals tell them that they are. Yeah, they're I think that beautiful they, moments. They have some great moments, yeah. I think that the, they could have workshopped the character of Jar Jar Binks just like a little bit. But, that's uh, that's, that's uh, Yeah, man, damn. But, um, and then when the uh, you know when Mandalorian came out, if you're a Star Wars junkie, it's just a great thing to see. But yeah. then getting that kind of quality and having it come from John Favreau like blew my mind because I yeah. became a huge fan of John Favreau because of Chef, yeah. right? Chef, I didn't give a fuck about Iron Man, none of that shit. I watched oh, Chef yeah. and I was like, that is not only one of the best films about food that I've ever seen, but that's like one of the best films I've ever seen. Like it's just yeah. so well done. And he Roy Choi taught him how to cook so well. For, yeah. that, for that, and it's so much so that you've seen the Netflix show, I'm assuming, after called The Chef Show, that yeah. is literally just because they found out that they weren't going to be able to cook like they did in the movie, and yeah. they were like, fuck it, let's just make a show. Where we I want to do it again. Yeah. yeah, and so I found out about him from there, and then after that, I mean, The Lion King, you know, whatever. You didn't but... like Zathora? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, I... I, Shepherd, man. <laughs> I No, I, 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 I always knew John Favreau as like, like swingers, like I knew him, right? Sure. And then like I heard that he directed Iron, like the Iron Man, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. But I didn't really take him like seriously. Why? Why? What? I was just like, you know, whatever. And I'm a film student too, so I was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was just another, you know, so like Hollywood actor director to me. Yeah. And then Chef came out, and I was just, I was like blown away. I don't know what did it. I was like, yeah. it, it that that movie legitimately got me to start cooking more. That yeah. year, 2014 to 2015, was when I saw Chef, and I started listening to Action Bronson, and those two together. <laughs> literally got me cooking more because I was watching all of action Bronson's munchies videos. And I was watching him cook all this crazy shit. This guy who was like a rap, who was a chef, a chef who's now a rapper. And like all those things together kind of got me to like cook more, but like, I don't know, chef really like when I, I, I I don't know. I fell in love with John Favreau. So when I heard that he was doing Mando, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be whatever. It's kind of cool. And then it came out and I was just like blown away. I was yeah. like, this is such a good fucking show. Like, it's oh my wild. God, it is incredible. And um, Pedro Pascal, right? That's who plays, that's who plays mm-hmm. Mando. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard the story of him like actually accepting that role or not. But like, he mm-hmm. didn't know that he was up for like Mando. He, <laughs> he was told, like John Favreau said, I want you to work with me on this project. And Pedro is like, a, he's like, I grew up in the 70s. Like, I'm a Star Wars nut. Yeah. So, like, he was just excited to be working with it. And he's like, he came in and he's looking at all the storyboards and stuff. He's like, oh, this is great. And he literally said to Favreau, he's like, you know, so, you know, what do you, what do you want from me? You know, what do you want me to do? He was like, dude, you're like Mando. And he was like, he's like, and I literally started tearing up. Like, he was just yeah. like so happy that like, he had no uh, idea. That's why. It's and, like uh, Harrison Ford's story. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. He fucking. Wasn't he like the architect and then, or like a, a carpenter? And then he was like, uh, Luke or whatever, Mark Hamill, shadow him because he's like that burly man kind of right. like character. And then like, boop, now you're Han Solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then he became one of the biggest fucking stars like 
ever. And very awesome curmudgeon who I aspire oh to. Oh my God. He, he <laughs> is just like, he was like, I don't care. He was like, what did oh, Mark Hamill? I want that life. <laughs> Mark Hamill told a story about when they were shooting one of the Star Wars films, right? And he was like, he said one scene, he couldn't, he's like, Hamill was like, I couldn't get my hair to do what it wanted. And I'm like, pushing it to the <laughs> side and it's just not staying. And, you know, I said to him, he, and, you know, Harrison's like, what's the matter with you, kid? And like, you know, and Mark Hamill was like, I just, I can't get my hair to do what they want. And he just looks at me, he's like, kid, if people are looking at your hair, we got big problems. Just like, you know, just like, <laughs> and he, I'm like, yeah, oh, he was good, uh, like, too. yeah, I was like, it's nice to know he was like that even in the seventies. And now he just, now he just doesn't care. Now he's like, yeah, yeah it's amazing. amazing. But uh, Mando it. came out. I loved Mando. And then the book of Boba Fett is what <laughs> I'm kind of curious. So what are, what are your thoughts on the book of Boba Fett? Um, I think he got a, a bad, like, well, so everything Mando did was essentially what we wanted to see from Boba. Like, we didn't want to see him, like, maintain, like, be contained to this town. Right. Like, we wanted to see Boba do what Boba does best. Yeah, he was a bounty hunter. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he does some really cool stuff. He's more like a Kingpin character. Um, yeah, it's he's, he's like a crime lord, which is, like, yeah. weird. And I just, I didn't see them going that direction. With a heart. Boba. With a Don't heart, yeah. The heart. With a heart. With a heart. <laughs> Who cares more about order? Because you know, Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. Um, sorry. When I saw that trailer, that's all I was saying for like two weeks. I was yeah. driving my. Wife I mean, he's got a great delivery too. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I don't know that actor's name. I should probably know that, but he's he's amazing. Like he was yeah. he was brilliant. And I'm with you. I think that that like we probably wanted to see Boba do more of like what Mando does, like travel around, like be that kind of like a bounty hunter, you know. Sure. And I wasn't expecting the whole crime thing. I also wasn't expecting all the dream sequences yeah. in, the, in the beginning. And I was so thrown off by that at first. And mm. I didn't really know what to make of it, especially since usually when I watch my TV late at night, I've already taken my edible. So by the time it kicks in, <laughs> by the time it kicks in, I'm like, I have certain expectations. And yeah. that, was, that was not one of them, right? So I was <laughs> like, so I'm like trying to follow and I'm like, what is happening right now? And then when they started doing those in each episode, I was so into it. I was like, I found myself looking forward to the dream sequence part of the episode yeah. with him with like, you know, with you know, him with the actual sand people and Tuscan, yeah. Yeah, with, with the, uh, with the, with the Tuscans. And I don't know. It was just, it was, it was Those so people, many people, man. Yeah. I know. Jesus Christ. I had no fucking idea. I hated them when I was a kid. <laughs> like I fucking yeah. hated them. Oh yeah. my God. But, uh, I don't know. It's just perspective uh, and representation, man. Got yeah, it. Man. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it is a good example of like just looking at a story from like a different point of view. Yeah. And like, as we they, all should. <laughs> always, absolutely. But uh, I, yeah, Favreau, I it just, I don't know. He, he's, he's giving me back the love for Star Wars that I had when I was like a kid, which yeah. I kind of like love. I mean, because I, I always watched the old movies and they were great, but that's like, you know, they're the old movies. They have like a cap on everything, right? And sure. they weren't ready for expansion. They were no. just, they can, it was very, yeah. Right. It was very like contained within its own world. And this is kind of broadening that so much so that he did a spinoff show off of Mandalorian. And it was actually, in my opinion, it was, it was great. Yeah. Um, like, it's not a bad show, Boba Fett. You know, the I just Boba don't Boba like the, the Power Ranger moped kids. It's so weird. I didn't understand that. I'm like, why are they yeah. on like 1950s, like, you know, yeah. like, like racer cars? Like, it literally. almost looks like it's seen that like they took like the vehicles out of Cuba and then they just made them Star Warsified. Literally. And it's like, yeah. It's like, like, yeah, they're like a gang of, cube, yeah. yeah, like greasers. It was horrible. I was like, I'm like Jesus. Um, that I didn't get at all. I mean, it, it, like I get that he like needed a crew and they were young. They're supposed to be like young punks, like you know whatever. I get it. Sure. But well, I, yeah, because I'm sorry to cut you off, but like no, Filoni, no, 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 no. 
is a huge is his like right hand man on it and he's like the driving force to clone wars and i feel like he created them so a lot of, he created ahsoka too so like like whatever christ to him <laughs> and uh he's a, he's an amazing creator so i feel like that those power ranger i don't even know what they're called screebers or whatever they're Something called like that yeah i don't even know yeah. um they they probably came from them but i mean feloni is a ma- uh, like a mastermind in, uh, in of itself so I just, I was, I was very pleasantly relieved. I, I, I didn't get the same overjoyment that I got with Mando because Mando with, with the incorporation of, you know, baby Yoda with, you know, Grogu, that brought like a whole other aspect to it that I just didn't anticipate seeing at all. And what I loved at least about the book of Boba Fett, again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but you know, sorry, get on your shit. Let's go. Uh, but um, there's a force dragon. Yeah. There- <laughs> 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 um somebody dies no um i i didn't see the anticipation of mando having that like part of it where he's got this child literally like a child and yeah. then in the book of boba fett when they continue with that like which i love merchandise merchandise I, yeah literally my god <laughs> and then literally when they continue with that with the book of boba fett i was like so happy that they expanded so much on that side of the story that side story yeah. and I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, they're going to pop in. You know, when I first saw Mando come in, I was like, oh, I was like, I was super pumped. But I didn't know they were going to like completely do a whole side story with it. And I think what they did was kind of great about the fact that like we know Yoda and we know Mm -hmm. that Yoda was the Jedi Master. And we know that in that world, if that was Yoda, you know, years and years and years ago, he probably would have stayed with the Jedis on that island or wherever the fuck they were uh, on on Tatooine. Yeah, it was on on Tatooine, right? No. Wait, where the where, where, he was, where part were you in the show? Where he was, where he was, uh, where he was training with Skywalker. At that, like, where all the ant bots were building. Yes, that's that. There's an unknown planet. We don't know what. That's okay, called. yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't know where that was, but so like, I'm sure Yoda probably would have stayed there. But the fact that like Grogu like didn't, like, I yeah. was like, that's that's good. Like, because like, I think staying too close to an original ideal when you're already in a whole other world, right? What's the point at that? You yeah. know, like well, you know. All right, I got I got into a bit of trouble on Reddit because of oh, uh, that episode. Oh Christ! Why? <laughs> I I think right. Well, let's just say right now Luke is too naive and too uh, poisoned by Yoda's conservative thinking, which also brought down the the Jedi Council because they were blinded and too like like pumped up with their own fucking power. I, I don't. I have a I have a gripe against uh, Luke and uh, Yoda. Because of because of their like so stringent beliefs, I like Ahsoka where she's like like all right, I'll dabble in between and it like coming back to the same thing. Perspective is everything. You need to have, but this is like a fictional thing, and I have like a fictional grape on someone's creative property. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's like, the nice I thing think... is I can't tell you that you're wrong. It's an opinion. So, you know, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, that's that's the best part about it. You know, the fact that like Luke made him choose like if, even if it was a test, that's like the most <laughs> that's, that's like shitty parenting. Like one on one, horrible. Like if you really wanted to be like a real actual like jet, like you wouldn't do that. It's like yeah, like no. So I just think that he's still like stuck in this mode where he like he has to do the Jedi way, and then you look what happens to it. Like he gets his whole house burned down by Kylo, fucking yeah. emotional run, and um, yeah. So I'm glad Grogu left because otherwise he'd probably be that far. Probably yeah, and so I mean, all right. So now that brings the question to circle back to uh, to brew. What? <laughs> style of beer would most likely be served on Tatooine. Well, it's got to be blue, so maybe a Fruitadale. <laughs> okay. Like like um, a, like a, like a blueberry sour maybe. Yeah, I mean, 
on Tatooine, you said? On Tatooine, yeah. Um, depending how cold it gets in their like little cellar areas, you might be able to brew a lager down there. Um, but yeah, like let's 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 lean into the theme a little bit. I, I think something colorful. So any kind of fruited ale or I don't know, some of these crazy, disgusting breweries make milkshake IPAs that I, I sometimes I like. But yeah, I'm not gonna. No, hold on, dive hold on. In. But back up, back up. Hold on. All right, let's let's pause this world. You said milkshake IPA. Oh yeah. They right, just, so they I'm, just dump I'm totally ig- oh. lactose and a ton of like puree and just make it. I don't even taste it. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't, that does not sound too appealing to me. Yeah. Not a fan. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm not going <laughs> to put the two that I know. There's one in PA that does them. They make tremendous other beer, but they're like, I mean, and a lot of people love it. So okay. I, and I'm, my, my goal for 2022 is not to gatekeep as much. Um, so fair enough. <laughs> I'm just gonna let people enjoy what it's they like. like what's, so. the, what's the best beer that you've had recently? Why? <laughs> like it's like why? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. So there's a human robot. Check. Black lager, maybe. Okay. But also, I, I mean, I I bought like three cases of this really? because I loved it so much. Even even. Um, I did, I did this four trope. So they sent me like four beers and I was like, holy shit, I love this beer so much. I need to buy more of this. Um, so current favorite is Hop Horizon. And I think it will be for quite a bit. What about you? Gonna, and I'm told that they're gonna, that they're gonna um, get that back relatively soon, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I'm trying to think. I haven't had a lot of beer recently uh, because I just, I don't know. I, I stopped drinking hard liquor like last May and June, just that, just cause I was like drinking, I talked about it in the last episode, but I was drinking a lot of it. And, huh. um, and uh, when I did get beer, I found myself getting uh, the voodoo ranger Imperial for a yeah. while. Like I, and then I was like, this is, this is up my alley. This is like a 9% beer. Like, this I, was is what I, I was like, yeah. this is what I need. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's great. You have two of them and then you're like, Ooh, you know, um, yeah. honestly to this day, um, one of my favorite breweries, in general, one of my favorite, all the, all the varietals that they make, uh, Flying Dog is one of my favorites, okay. know, like hands down. Outside nice. of the fact that I am a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan and Ralph Steadman, who does all the artwork for them. <laughs> um, that's actually- Oh, a, okay. That, yeah. I didn't know that was a tie-in. I got Oh, you. yeah. He's, Ralph Steadman does their artwork and he was- It makes Hunter sense now that you said that. Yeah, he yeah. was Hunter S. Thompson's uh, our artist. Which, by the way, you've seen all those images on Flying Dog and you've seen Ralph Steadman's <laughs> art, like, you know, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, like the original mm-hmm. artwork- he didn't used to paint like that until he met Andres Thompson. He was like this British, uh, almost like Renaissance style painter. And then he met Andres Thompson. Then they gave, he gave him like a lot of drugs. And then he just started, he started <laughs> drawing like that. And he was like, this is just how I'm going to draw from now on. And it oh, literally wow. created his style, which is amazing. But Flying Dog, the first time I had the Double Dog, because like, you know, the Raging Bitch is a great IPA. Raging yep. Bitches will always be a great is IPA. Is it the weed IPA? Uh, yes. Wait. Yeah. No, no, no. I think they have a wheat IPA. I think okay. they have another IPA, but the raging yeah. bitch, I think is just its own thing. Got it. Wait, I can't speak to that. Actually. You may want to look that up. I may be wrong. Um, not, not like I have the loudest here. keyboard too. So it's probably not. That's good. Hey, that's good. That's proof to people who aren't actually watching us that we're doing fucking research. It's a but, Belgian uh, IPA. So there's gotta be some kind it's of, it's gotta be wheat, right? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. cause like, I mean, that's like Hogarden, like, you know, um, so it's probably but, yeah. smooth. I, I haven't had it in a while. I've definitely had it before that, but I drink so much beer. It's unfortunate. Well, Raging Bitch is great, but the Double Dog is the double IPA that they make. 
And I don't know about your thoughts on double IPAs, but I didn't know, I, I knew it was a double IPA, but I just wasn't paying attention when I first started drinking it. So I'm sitting in my room at the time and I was just watching a movie or something and I blew through like two or three bottles in like almost an hour, hmm. which is not okay. And I didn't know that it was 12 fucking percent. So like, <laughs> I- Is it West Coast style? I, I don't think I've had it. No, no, it's a, it's a, I'm trying to describe, I haven't, I haven't had it in a while, which is, you're making me want to go buy a fucking six pack now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It, you know how double IPAs have this horrible tendency to be extremely overwhelming sometimes if it's not done properly. Like it almost like, like you hot, take a, like, like the, like, yeah, like you take yeah. a sip and it just like shoots the back of your throat, almost that feeling that you mm -hmm. get like when you swallow. And I always hated that. And double dog never did that for me. And right. so I had like two or three of them. And then I went to go rock up for my chair and I was just like, what the fuck? And I was just like, that's not supposed to happen after two beers. What the hell? And then I looked at the bottle. And I was like, oh, it's 12%. Yeah, I was like, there okay. you go. Yeah. But I, I mean, I usually would say that if I could choose a craft beer just to have all the time, I love all the Flying Dog. I'm a big fan of Voodoo Ranger's different beers. Mm -hmm. um, even Voodoo Ranger makes a, like, a, like a juicy, hazy, uh, juicy, hazy IPA. Yeah. Um, Sloop is a great company that's Sloop's around. Great. Yeah. Like Sloop, is, Sloop is 30 minutes from me. Nice. Uh, and Sloop makes obviously Juice Bomb is like yeah. one of my favorites ever. I love it. It's it's fucking great. Um, if I'm going into like the classic like big name brand, big box quote unquote beers, yeah. I'm always gonna favor Guinness. And uh, like huh. the tall boy cans with the fucking CO2 like thing in there, you know, like yeah, to keep it keep yeah. it frothy. Um, yeah. Like I have a Guinness glass. Like I pour it. I watch the bubbles go down. Like and. I used to be so into it. Like I, like I, I did research into why the glass was shaped like that. And I'm like, no, no, it's for a specific reason. Like the bubble's good. And like, everyone was like, I don't care. Um, but like, it's just neat. Was, yeah. It's so cool. And I, I was really, really into it for a while, but um, yeah, I mean, this is pretty good. I can't see, I'm not going to lie. And no offense to Newberg Brewing Company, unless they end up wanting to collab with me and give me money, in which case it's great. But uh, <laughs> if, if they don't, uh, I don't see myself really having, a lot of these like there's three more of these in my fridge i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with them you know it's like I, i'm now I'm, yeah no well now i'm thinking all right so that's a good thing raise some beef oh that's actually a dandy idea right there oh it's light enough but i don't know it might impart some flavor you know what's weird i'm tasting this you know what it would taste really good with is like a linguine and clam dish because oh, usually, yeah, usually i would use white wine yeah uh with some butter and stuff and i'm like if i added this in this would actually Tastes pretty good. So yeah, go seafood route. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because it's very weird sometimes. I mean, like, have you ever gone into a place and had like you know a seafood dish, even like a clam dish, especially, or maybe even like a like a squid dish, where you could very clearly just taste the white wine, mm -hmm. which if you can very clearly or just the over amount of capers they throw at it. <laughs> oh my god, they do they throw capers on to mask the flavor of whatever they yeah. need to. It's like such an overused tool in so many expensive kitchens, but um. <laughs> I, what I noticed with a lot of places, like when you go and get a dish that's cooked with white wine, because they are rushing sometimes, they don't cook off as much of the wine as they're supposed to. Yeah. And yeah. so you're left with just enough like alcohol flavor to where you're able to identify that. And yeah. it's not like, even like if it's, oh God, if you just take your time with certain dishes, that doesn't happen. Like, you know, beef bourguignon, coke event, right? These dishes use insurmountable amounts of wine like you uh -huh. need like half a bottle of wine to cook uh -huh. event and uh -huh. then you eat it and you're like this doesn't taste like i just poured in half a bottle of bordeaux like that you know what i mean like that doesn't it doesn't taste like that so when you eat something out and you can clearly taste the wine it's always seemed to me that they were probably just rushing and didn't cook yeah. it off in time and i always hated that 
So like I've always become very finicky when I go out at places and I know it's a dish that's cooked with certain kinds of alcohol just because I've had so many like bad experiences with it. When sure. I do it, you know, much like when you cook, you can control everything. For right? sure. I, mean, yeah, I don't have like, I don't have a long line of people waiting for me snipping no, snapping. Not at yeah. all. Not at all. <laughs> and I mean, I, I've gotten better at like timing and stuff, especially since I started doing catering because you kind of have to. Yeah, but, <laughs> you're probably um, well, a machine. You kind of have to, yeah, or just like 100 people just won't eat. Um, but catering is also mainly prep. I mean, that's pretty much what catering is. You prep everything ahead of time. You heat it up as much as you need, and then you plate it and make it look nice. That's if you want to be successful in catering and you're doing mass amounts of people parties, you know, yeah. that's not, I'm not talking about like private chef catering for like 10, 12 people. You can get very, very meticulous with that, and you should. You know, hmm. if you if you have control over actually putting a physical dish down in front of somebody and you're plating each and every dish like delicately and you only have 10 plates to plate you should take your time and maybe think of more kind of intricate kind of dishes but if you're doing like a wedding right Mm. you need to have all that prep done ahead of time and so when i'm not doing that when i'm home i don't like to like rush anymore like i do because sometimes i have to like if I get home at like, you know, 5.30 and I have to record by like 7 or 7.30 and then I have to cook a dish in between. Uh, not that that happened tonight, but that does happen from time to time. Um, I actually enjoy not rushing. I like being able to like have everything situated to where now I will be cooking like a meat, a veggie, like carrots, like something like hard. And then usually if I'm doing like a rice or rice, whatever, and I've gotten very good at timing it so that everything is done at the same exact time. Mm. And because I used to hate that like my rice would finish before the chicken and like the veggies aren't even close to being done because they're carrots. So they take forever to soften. Like I hated <laughs> that so much. And I don't know. One thing I've started using more uh, to expedite all that process is the instant pot. And outside of the instant pot is also my microwave. Huh. And because one of my favorite chefs in the world, David Chang. Uh, oh yeah. He's a big microwave fan. Well, the reason is because he came out with this line of cookware called any day. And these any day bowls have metal and glass lids that lock on to these glass bowls and they're meant for the microwave. Mm. And I was reading this whole thing about how there are these like horrible misconceptions about like microwaves and like what actually is safe and what's not. And like a lot of it is just complete bullshit. Oh yeah, I don't, yeah. Like I I think a lot of people, you can't rely on only a microwave, right? You could, but like you shouldn't. If you Mm. use it more like a tool, I think people would be surprised. Like I use it to soften veggies before I saute them right? Mm, like mm. if you've got a bunch of like Brussels sprouts or broccoli or carrots, if you put them in the microwave and steam them a little bit and get them soft, when you saute them and get the water off, they're going to be amazing and crispy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the problem, the reason why his cookware works is because you don't even add water. Like I am never, ever boiling potatoes ever again. He has, <laughs> he literally has a recipe where you just cut up the potatoes into cubes raw after you've peeled them, you lock them in the lid, you put them in there for 10 minutes and they are as soft as you just boiled them for 20 minutes. And, and I've made mashed texture. potatoes with that. Uh, huh? Same texture. Same texture. Because potatoes, much like all the veggies, have a bunch of water inside of them. Yeah. So, so the idea, the, yeah, the idea with the dishes that he came out with were that was that you're using the water that's already in this food to steam itself, basically. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I, yeah, I made mashed potatoes last night in 25 minutes, start to finish. So I was that's like, a huge part of it. It's like you need to know science, too. Like that would yeah. tremendously give you like an upper hand. Right. And it, that's not a sentence. No, <laughs> no it's, it's, a sentence. it's a sentence somewhere. Um, it's a sentence somewhere. No, I, I, I started learning a lot when I started having to go through state inspections for my hot sauce and stuff, because 
My oh, hot yeah. sauce is not a fermented hot sauce. So I take all fresh ingredients. I blend them all together. I put them in a pot. I reduce them down by a certain amount. I have to make sure I keep them above a certain temperature. And then while they're above that certain temperature, I have to bottle them, cap them, flip them upside down. So it sanitizes the bottle. That's like, so it's like this whole process. Yeah. I learned a lot about pH levels and about what you can't do about moisture, stuff like that. And when you mm. learn more about the science, it really does make you like a better cook. Like it really does. Like right now I'm working with this, um, tomato company that I love based out of uh, California and I'm developing a, an Italian like hot sauce like a hot sauce that's meant to be tasted meant to it's supposed to taste like it's meant to be on like pizza and pasta like tomato yeah. based with garlic and basil and oregano all that shit and my biggest fear is like okay but I need something that's going to drop the pH down which means I need to add some vinegar but when you put vinegars inside of crushed tomatoes that's not going to turn out well yeah it's going to just separate so yeah. I'm going to try a few but I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, good acidic tomatoes have a pH already. You have a circulator. <laughs> yeah. those, those I know, right? Yeah, the things in labs fucking just like, just, uh, <laughs> that would help a lot, actually. Yeah, I'll text them and be like, I need you to send me Centrifuge, something. centrifuge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. But yeah, I don't know. When you're, you're right, though. When you learn the science dishes, I mean, so here, uh, before, we, before I get too sidetracked into my own bullshit, I, I did have a question for you that has been uh, percolating in my mind Do it up. percolating um did you ever think about having like a brick and mortar or some kind of establishment where it's focused on bringing in beers from local places that you collaborate with serving them under their name and then making dishes that complement those beers? so you literally like two weeks ago i mean i was sitting down with my barber and we were just talking about like uh, he's in phoenixville too so like we, there's just like a couple unfortunately because pandemic closed a bunch of places there's like this like tiny little alleyway my 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 idea was to pretty much have two dishes a day with two beers a vegetarian dish and then just a regular dish or whatever and like it would be a pop-up from like four to i don't know eight something like that and it would just be that just those two dishes as long as i could make make do with like a hot plate and all that stuff Obviously, you have to get my food safety license and all or certification. All yeah, those that, are fun. But, Enjoy that process. Yeah, like I, I don't want to ever like poison anyone. Um, yeah, no, that's, so. I mean, that's the main thing with my hot sauce. They taught me how to not do was kill people. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. With you know, botulism is kind of a bad thing. You know? Yeah. But uh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I would find the smallest. Hopefully, not the smallest. So I would like to be able to move it a little bit. But yeah, just like one dish a day or two dishes a day with two beers, and then that's pretty much like a like a thing in the summer every friday that you i i I will strongly encourage you to pursue that because that sounds <laughs> fucking awesome like seriously just, yeah. and, and you could call it paired pints i mean that's yeah. kind, of, kind of the beauty of it which yeah. uh i just i would and i would bring it into my town so like more people would like see how cool the scene is absolutely and i think that it goes back to what we were saying is that you're trying to build an experience where you're not just learning more but you're also kind of having everybody else learn along with you right yeah. and I think the people have told me that I'm very enthusiastic about certain things with food, especially when I cook and when I'm doing something new, like, you know, like the first time I tried uh, pickling a certain way and then I did a reveal on live and I tasted them and I was legitimately blown away and (laughs) having that enthusiasm and then having everybody else see, it's like when you have a shared experience with people like that and especially for like, for people like you and me, like food and drink, is, is one of the best things that people can share, like ever. It's like, yeah. I love cooking for people. Like I love cooking for people. And I, it's not even like, 
I love, I don't know what it is. I love being in the kitchen and preparing meals and then serving it to people. I don't even have to be at the fucking table. Like mm. I just love feeding people. Mm-hmm. And it's because food is such like a shared experience. I actually don't like being at the table when it happens. Really? Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah I, I tend to stay in the kitchen as much as I can. I get yelled at all the time for it, but um, <laughs> like, get out of the kitchen. Like, no, leave me alone. It's like, stay with the food because the food doesn't talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yikes. Um, but no, I, I just, I've always loved that aspect of it where it's this amazing shared experience. So when you're able to bring a new light to that in a new way and do it like what you're talking about, that's like a brand new, that's something that would blow my fucking nips off. Like if I saw a place <laughs> that was pairing, you know, local good beers, rotating the menu, you know, so that we're only two dishes a day, you know, that's, that's fucking, that's awesome. So again, I, too. I just, I know exactly the amount of like the ingredients. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you're also promoting local businesses. You know, yeah. which is kind of amazing. Well, I, I would hope local breweries, whatever. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to strongly. That's what, that's what Kyle said to me. I didn't even realize that. And I'm not trying to like blow my own horn or anything like that. I, I hope that's an expression. Um, <laughs> but basically he's like, yeah, you bring light to a lot of uh, local breweries. And I like, I didn't really ever think about that. Um, well, that was one thing I had written down actually here. Which was, yeah, well, that was one thing I had written down that I was going to mention to you was that what I love about your page as well is that you're opening people's eyes to all these other companies that you truly like and that you, you know, like if you, if you ever sampled a beer and you drank it and they weren't like paying you or it wasn't like a collaboration and it was just complete like dog shit, right? Mm. You're not going to cook with it, right? Like you're not going to like, yeah, exactly. I I have photos in my library that even bad pairings that I won't share. And then when they are bad, I'll share them and tell them that you're bad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I've been very careful recently only because of the past couple of years, you know, with certain local restaurants, I'll, I'll say, because alcohol is a little more resilient, you know, unlike the food, the restaurant industry, the alcohol industry fucking boomed with like, the, especially, yeah. I mean, cause you know, what the fuck, what are people going to do? They stay at home and drink. Um, Let's numb ourselves. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like unbelievable. Um, like what was that? Uh, that just that there's that alcohol delivery service near us. Not drizzle. Grizzly. Grizzly. There you go. Grizzly. They got bought by Uber. Exploded. Yeah, they got bought by Uber. That's how much they blew up. Yeah. And, you know, so it's a little more resilient. But I, I've, I've tried to be a little careful in the past few years as far as like not unnecessarily shitting on local establishments if I don't have to. Yeah. Um, and even if I did, I would write about the experience, but I would leave out their name sometimes because yeah. like if it. If it was my personal opinion, there's no reason to like tell everybody in the world not to go there, right? Yeah. But if it was something that genuinely I couldn't let go of, I would tell people. Like if it was something that was just completely fucking stupid yeah. you know, or that was just like horrible as like an establishment, that's, that's different. For but sure. like, you know, I'm not going to say the name of a place that serves a dry breakfast burrito, which you know, I did. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, one of the reasons- I actually like, hate dry breakfast. So good call. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, one th- I've said this so many times on my page that I sound like a broken record, but under seasoning and not saucing food is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like Mm -hmm. when you get a sandwich from a place, right. Or anything like that in very few circumstances, if the ingredients are cooked properly and it doesn't need a sauce because like the jute is the jute, the the meat is nice and juicy or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Fine. Mm -hmm. But more times than not, you need to put some kind of sauce on your food. And yeah, I'm, I'm also, I create sauces. I'm like a saucy. I fucking love, I yeah. love when things have a good, like, that's a, it's an amazing you know. skill too. I've gotten a lot better at it. Like I make a lot of like curry aiolis and I make this amazing, like green sauce, which is kind of like an Asian chimichurri a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, like with like Thai basil and like spinach and stuff like that. So like it's 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 gotten it's gotten interesting. But <laughs> I I remember there I was recording a podcast actually with this local blogger here, and I was talking about this place that had this dry breakfast burrito. Mm. And I said their name because, you know, why the fuck would I? Just, and then yeah. In, bet- yeah, in between the time of me recording to releasing the episode, that in between time, uh, the place not only reached out to me, but then wanted to hire me to make all of their hot sauces and spice rubs and stuff. So <laughs> I was like, time to edit. <laughs> so yeah. Let me, let me yeah. take that out of there. So I've, I've been a little bit more careful recently. But again, I, I, along with you, I do think it's important to be honest with people. But mm. more than that, I like the fact that you are boosting these companies and whether they are small breweries or not, you know, being able to share an experience with somebody saying like, this is like, I'm telling you that this is good. People will go to your page now to like get recommendations. I mean, that's like, that's like what you want. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So like, I'm like curious outside of the pop-up, did you have any other kind of like idea of like an evolution of what you wanted Parapines to be like, let's say like five years down the road? Yeah. Or if it's a business plan that you don't want to say out loud, just say no. But I'm well, just I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, so I was just curious. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's interesting to see a page like yours, knowing that that couldn't have been the original incubation of it, and that it, no. it, 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 it had developed over time. So I'm curious now, another maybe five years down the road, what do you really see? Like, what would you like it to be? I guess you could say. I'm gonna sell it to Tesla. No, uh, hey, fucking wouldn't. <laughs> Jesus, I'll sell my left. Most... I'll sell my left leg to Tesla for enough money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll just, I'll just no. give them my hot sauce. I'm like, give me a fucking test. I'll give you my hot sauce. I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, the five years down the road, what's my five-year plan? Um, <clears throat> basically for paired pints, I, I, to be honest with you, I still like it as a hobby. I just really enjoy it when it gets businessy. I had my own business. I was a, I like did Kickstarter videos for the longest time and like produced them and stuff like that. And I, I just hated that side. Like, always having to hustle. I make a good, good living at my job. So, um, my, my day job, but, um, definitely enjoy doing paired points more. So, I mean, if it could turn into like a content creation thing where I would get like residuals and, uh, add dollars, definitely. But, but like building something as to like a larger company and maybe like a a pop-up thing, that's probably the extent of it. Like that pop-up idea. Which I think it's important that you identify that you want it, that you like it as a hobby, right? Sure. And Here. that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the, uh, <laughs> the rock and a hard place that I was in earlier in the year when I started doing more catering and working in professional kitchens. And I'm like, I'm getting to the point where this is not just going to be a hobby anymore, mm. where I'm, I do have a nine to five. And like you, I, I you know, I, I make a decent living to where I can do this stuff on the side and not have mm. to worry about it, you know, paying my bills. But, um, I got to a point where I kind of realized that it was not going to just be a hobby anymore. And so I'm, I've been cautiously entering into the food business, trying to make it malleable along the way, trying to bend it to my will so that as I enter it, I'm doing it in my own way so that I can still kind of enjoy it, which smart. a lot of people get jobs as like line cooks because they have to, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of people get jobs in kitchens because they just have to, and then it becomes their life. And yeah. then, you know, so they don't see it like that. They just get thrown into this world. And but how like how fortunate we are to be able to exactly i mean that's that's one of the benefits is that what you and i have in common is that i think we're we're keeping it at a place that's okay with us basically Mm -hmm. right and we get to decide the development and how fast it grows or how little it grows whatever you know Mm. um i think that's one of the benefits of not having to rely on it for yeah i mean mean, because you know sorry no no go ahead sorry not to get like uh 
whatever. Anyways, like I just learned something a couple of years ago where it's like I, I had to stop comparing myself to other people. And I only had to compare myself to myself at a previous point in time. Like there's no other way to to go about it because it was just poison. If you just yeah. like, I want to be babish. It's like, no, no man. You're not going to be babish. Yeah, it's That's like, not happening. No, that's not happening. And Unless I think that's you, what, yeah. you, what you just did is the hardest part for a lot of people like you and me mm. because there yeah. is so much out there that you could compare yourself to yeah. and it is endless and it will just, every day it will be a constant revolution of being like constant revolutions of being in like you know imposter syndrome and like mm -hmm. why am i even doing this like i still get like that sometimes where i'll see something and i'll just be like why the fuck do i even cook like why the fuck you know and I'll, I'll literally i'll literally ask myself that question like why the fuck am i even doing this or like i'll get so discouraged if you look at my gap for, yeah. for the past like six months that's what happened yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like yeah and like I, I i don't know i just get so discouraged sometimes and even what i love is that i have the control where like i'll be filming while i'm cooking and i'll get so discouraged sometimes where it's just not going the way i want that i just stop halfway yeah. and i cook a it's lot of meals that i don't that. film yeah and like I've become like, okay with that. Like I'll co I've cooked a lot of cool shit for me and my wife that I probably should have filmed and taken photos of, but like, I didn't want to. And yeah. like, sometimes you need to be able to kind of keep some stuff like that mm. at bay. And yes. I don't know. I feel like we, we, you, the way you're approaching it is the correct way where you're kind of keeping it in your own realm. You know, you're creating your own little multiverse where you can control how fast it goes, how slow it goes, like how much you do, like how often you post, like what, what beers you actually work with and collaborate with, you know, like that's, that's how it should be in a way, you know, because if you were just relying on this, you, like you said, it would be a constant hustle. Yeah. You know? And then like how much of that would take the actual enjoyment out of it. You know? That's it started to happen that way. Like uh, there was one point where I was making like five dishes a weekend Oof, and I was just Jesus. grinding and like, just, just, just it was horrible. Uh, I did See, not enjoy it. No, because who the fuck would enjoy that? That's insane. Like my yeah. God. You and I don't, I don't, I didn't have AC in that house at all. Oh like, God, yeah, no. it sucks. No, but I mean, I'm sure there's kitchens where it's just like blazing hot. So once again, yeah. perspective and all, yeah. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. no, that's true. But also, I think, like, I, I just, I found it fascinating when I first started comparing myself that I was comparing myself to people that I knew I was never going to be at the level. Like Babish was one of them, where mm. I was like, it's so because good. we're so like the like the there's components where you can grab onto. Exactly. And I'm like, it's yeah. so relatable and it's so simple. And he's not a professional chef. In fact, he has consistently reinforced <laughs> the fact that he is not a professional chef, yeah. right? That he is a home cook. And he says that nonstop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he built something huge, but like comparing mm -hmm. yourself to something like that, that's not you. It's like, I, I talked the last episode that I had on with this, uh, this girl, Alyssa, we were talking about this exact thing where you have to be able to identify that you're the only person who's ever going to be able to do what you do. Because even if, you know, somebody else replicates what you do, it's not you doing it. It's not your dish, right? Mm. The way I brought it up with her was like colors. Like your microphone is black, mine is gold, right? And like, we both agree as like science goes and just general things that like, oh, <laughs> is that that mic is black and this one's gold. But like the way that you actually see this color and the way that I see your black is not the same that we you know, see our own, you know what I mean? Like a mm. color processes in each of our minds very differently. So anything that you put out is yours. And I think being able to kind of reel that in and identify with that, it helps a little bit because you, there's no reason to compare yourself to other people. You know, mm. it's always great to grab inspiration. It's always great to have a goal. 
And it's always great to be able to find new things and new reels and new TikToks and all these things that, you know, inspire you to cook more. But you also have to kind of stay maintained with the, with the reinforced idea that it is unequivocally you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's, you know, so I don't know. I, I think I'm starting to learn more about that. And the more I talk with people, the more it helps. Cause like uh, for a while, I didn't like do this for a while. I didn't like collaborate with people. I didn't like bring people. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't like bring people on, talk to them. And I think that that was fine for the time being, but then I was just very much in my own little circle, but not mm. in like a good way. You know, like I think, I mean, look at Twitter. It's fucking vacuum city. Jesus you're, Christ, you're, I can't you're, even. In your, you're in your vacuum. That's time. it. That's it. And like, I think being able to step outside of all that and understand that there is a middle ground between knowing that what you're doing is within your own world and that's fine. And being able to look at all the outside stuff, but not be intimidated by it to the point where you're like, well, I'm never going to be there. So what the fuck is the point? Right. Mm. Like that's, that's should not be people's mentality with it. And <laughs> so so, like, it's, like, it's, yeah. It is, it is. And like, it's just, I, I don't know. People, I, I feel like a lot of people, that's the problem. Like I know a lot of people that have started like food and like foodie Instagrams and stuff like that. Mm. And a lot of times they just stop because they were just like, ah, oh, yeah, there's just so much. Like one of my friends literally was just like, oh, there's just so much out there. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm just <laughs> I'm like, and would, so what? Like, it? like, it's not yours. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, so, exactly. All right. So, trying to think okay this is as we start to uh head towards the decline uh <laughs> dark uh, oh that was nice i like that yeah um <laughs> I, I feel bad because i grabbed the microphone and probably like scared the hell out of someone no I that's was... fine i can't wait for people to hear that in their fucking yeah, headphones it keeps, them awake. <laughs> keeps them awake let's go you better be fucking awake listening to my show um you're I highly I highly doubt this is asmr i highly doubt i'm not the dude from talk space i don't know i was gonna doing. pour it like next to it but oh, that yeah. would be great oh my yeah, god fuck that up. then the people not watching would just be like is he taking a piss like what is this yeah. what is going on right now that would be i have very bubbly pee that would... <laughs> <laughs> my pee has carbonation uh... <laughs> oh god there's an r kelly joke somewhere in there <laughs> i think that is the r kelly yeah. <laughs> oh christ love me a good r kelly joke all right, shower me in them. All right, uh, a reprehensible, a reprehensible bastard, though. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's a fucking asshole. I still, he's one of the few people where I, and I don't care. I'll talk about this on the show. I don't give a shit. People, I, I've, I've, I have a hard time separating the art from the artist. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. depending, like depending on on what it is, like. Except for Roman Polanski, no. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, imagine I'm like <laughs> no, Roman did nothing wrong. No, piece of shit too. Right. No, it's just like there, there's different like levels, right? where like a good example kevin spacey right mm -hmm. he was one of my favorite actors for years and i grew up watching like american beauty and then like even as he got older and started doing like comedic stuff i fucking loved it mm. and then you just find out about all this like horrific shit that he did like aggressive horrific shit like <laughs> like a like physically aggressive and like it just i can't not associate that with him sometimes you know and like it sucks because like i fucking loved house of cards like i loved house of cards it was <laughs> one of my favorite things like ever and yeah. i just i can't watch it the same and it's the same thing with like r kelly like i can't listen to r kelly's music anymore not that i was a huge r kelly fan but like you know i believe i can fly is i believe i can fly that's the that's the biggest conundrum that we run into is like yeah. r kelly is r kelly but he's also the guy that wrote i believe i can fly so I it's like space jam so i mean yeah, yeah i know exactly and i grew up watching that movie i don't know anyway we've dedicated way too much time to talking about people who pee on people regardless um i think and now uh, trump no. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now donald trump um <laughs> just lost listeners um no all right i think all right here i wanted to formulate this question in a way that was articulate but that ain't gonna happen so especially as i just said the word ain't 
Um, <laughs> um, okay, you have to pack for a desert island, and you just have a I don't I was gonna say an open six pack, like an open open slot six pack, but let's we can do four if you want. And you can slide in any four beers that you want to bring with you. And they're the only four beers that you're going to bring. Now, you'll have an oh, endless supply. You'll have an endless supply of each one. Mm. But you can only have those four varietals. It's like so, the cup in uh, that end credit scene of Doctor Strange where Thor keeps getting the glass full. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah literally. Yeah. But with four different beers and yeah. never, ever having any other varieties outside of those four. Four different beers. And it could be – now, this could be a type of beer. It could be an IPA. It could be whatever. Or it could be an actual brewery that you like. Anything. Just yeah. Like well, there's the one specific beers. beer that I would love – uh, Forest in Maine in Ambler, Pennsylvania. Shout out! Uh, <laughs> they made a beer with terpenes, which like marijuana terpenes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There. Yeah. Um, and I forget what the name it's called. It's got an eyeball. It's on my Instagram feed. You scroll, look for an eyeball. Okay. Um, that beer, okay, uh, for sure. And I forget what it's called. So, but it was an IPA with terpenes. Okay. Um, some kind of Brett IPA. Okay. Our Brett, yeah, I like Brett, and definitely okay. Nar- Narragansett, really? Okay, yeah, you yeah. want one that you could just crush like nothing? Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. just so I could like stay hydrated and still so like. I was gonna say those. That's 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 the hydration beer. That's like yeah. the water that you need. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, hey, five ninety nine for a six pack of Tall Boys. You can't beat it. Like, come on. And then art's always so fun. They have like the yeah, yeah, exactly. They went a little patriotic this time. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about never. Uh, um, <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but yeah. And then and then there's uh, there's got to be some kind of Belgian or quad, and the quad would be. Oh, there's so many good quads out there, but yeah, I, probably quad or a triple. Oh wow! Okay, so that would be. I mean, that's. I've I've thought about a question similar to that many times. Yeah. And, I, and I've asked it to people similar even on the show. And I don't even know how I'd answer questions like that, even with food like myself. Like I just – because I don't know. I'm constantly – I don't know if you're like this with beer. You can tell me. But I'm constantly finding new dishes, new ways to cook, stuff like that, that just excite me so much that I don't mm. – that I don't want to stop trying to find stuff. And I'll always have like favorites, but I don't know. Sorry, continue. No, 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 no. I yeah, I did the weird, the rude finger thing. No, no, no. That's fine. That's that's gonna translate that's horrible in audio. Yeah. <laughs> I did the weird finger thing. Yeah, we did and, the weird uh, finger thing. I told you not to do that unless I've had unless I've had quite more beer. I told you not to do that. <laughs> and now I forgot what I was gonna say. So sorry, sorry. Is... <laughs> this yeah. is why people don't come on spicy memories. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, damn it. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. It, That's sorry. Okay. That's all right. It'll come back to you when you're falling asleep tonight at 9 p.m. <gasps> Just like wake up. <laughs> 9 p.m. It's 9.15 now. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I The reason that I wanted to bring you on in general is because not just because of the amazing colors that popped out from your page. It's a very, 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 very unique take. And you're not just getting beer and then ordering food. Like you're literally cooking all this shit. You're shooting it, you're editing it, you're cooking it, you're setting up the backgrounds. And Mm -hmm. it was the fact that the reason that I just dove into your page and I wanted to bring you on was because it's like every aspect has like deep thought in it. And you could have easily fooled me. Excuse me. This is why I don't drink beer on the show. Um, You could have, (laughs) I was like, 
I'm like, oh shit. Um, that'll be nice for people to watch. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> but um, I, I, I was like so intrigued because it was like every single aspect of it is just fucking awesome. Like nice. the quality of, and I'm a film student. So like the cinematography, the shooting, the photo shoots that you do on the actual colored backgrounds. Like I was just scrolling down your feed and this is going to be a treat for the people who watch the video. And those of you who don't have video, stop doing shit with your life and get Spotify. But that, like that, <laughs> that is just fucking awesome. Like that's just your feed for those of you who are looking and can't see. Like that's literally, look at that color scheme. That's amazing. Very colorful. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's literally almost like a color. It reminded me of a color grade when you look at film scenes. You know what I mean? Like when they put up film scenes and then they'll put next to it the color grade, yeah. you know, for the action. And like, it just, it kind of like triggered that for me. That's and awesome. So I don't know. I really hope you continue doing more with it. And I don't know. I mean, is there, is there something that you have on target that you want to do in 2022 specifically, or is there a specific beer that you've been chasing after to try to pair that you hmm. unsuccessfully have not been able to, and you really want to? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say beer so much more as uh, ingredients. I want to track down some finger limes for sure. Okay. Because they're just neat and I want to pinch them and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, 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 that's a good, that is more than a good enough reason. So <laughs> <laughs> Definitely want to see what, uh, what are they called? Citrus caviar, their nickname? Yeah, something like um, that. I want to play around with that. I want to get uh, confident enough to buy like a king crab and and just like take it apart myself. Uh, I I haven't done that ever. Uh, and then yeah, like to, to that point, like breaking down more things that start as a whole and then find, figuring out ways to utilize it better. Um, like one of the bigger things that I like like to learn is yeah, like how to use be more sustainable and stuff like that. Right. I know it's like a cop out answer, but uh, no, it's it's absolutely true though. I mean, it's 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 the best way to go about doing stuff like this. You know, if you can, then, you know. yeah, as far as a uh, beer that I'm going to hunt down, not, not so much, but I, I do want to focus more on some more of my miniature. I like, I like those. Those are like my like peaceful time. So yeah, um, they're fun. Yeah. That's good. And That's get good. better it's... at After Effects because clearly my last animation <laughs> work. The fact that you have <laughs> animation at all is just like, like that's, like I said, just for those of you who are not uh, following Phil, paired pints, right? No dots, no nothing, just at paired pints. It's up. And very Surprise easy to remember. Yeah. Uh, very easy to remember. And check out the blog too, www.paredpints.com. The blog is fucking awesome, by the way. And what I love is that. Oh, update it more. No, no, no. See, I was going to say, so my blog has not been updated in a very long time because I just kind of like fell off with it. But yours has that nice like separation to where you're putting up recipes that you know you want to put up. Because I got to a point, and I don't know if you ever got to this with your blog. I don't know how consistent you used to be with it. But for me, uh, I, I, I used to think, yeah, I used to have to put something up and I was yeah, like, all right, it's that'll been the get next you week. I got kind of poison. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I got to put, and like when I got to the point where I like had to do something, I don't want to do something. So it's <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's a horrible way to go about it. But mm. you know, I just, uh, that's what I liked is that it's very clear on your blog because of the thought and the time and the recipes and the way they're broken down and like everything. Um, even the one you just did with the shrimp, uh, the shrimp po' boy. Uh, with that, with that beat, uh, with that beat, um, the beat, it was like a rem. I don't know if it's even called a re if you can call it a remoulade. You can call it whatever the fuck you but, want. Who yeah. cares? It was, it looked great, and I'm. It had creme fraiche in it, so not mayo. I was gonna or, say, you know. I saw you use the creme fraiche. I am very, very, very picky with beets because they can either taste like great to me or they taste like dirt, and yeah. um, <laughs> like the the ones that are not cooked properly taste like dirt. But if you can utilize the actual hardiness of a beet properly it's like one of the most unique things like ever 
and yeah. you know it also stained don't wear anything white because it'll stain whatever the fuck you have yeah at all i'm surprised like, i didn't have any purple fingers in that video so i was gonna say yeah I'm I mean, happy you, with kept, that. you kept everything relatively clean the finger keeps um, coming back in the conversation. and what the fuck was that thing you used like a vitamix but it looked like it had like a nutra bullet attachment instead of just the actual oh, like, yeah. picture my, what the fuck was ninja. that i was it's like <laughs> I'm like, he's got the base of like this giant Vitamix and then this tiny little like ninja bullet. And I'm like, it's like this giant like platform. And instead of like a spaceship, somebody brought on like a fighter jet and just like put it on top. I'm like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What what is that? I don't know. I got it. It's a ninja blender. I got it bed, bath and beyond like 30 or like 10 years ago. And it's just been keeping me good. Like I have the the one with the stick, like the, that part. And like, um, and it just has these like nice shake attachments. Honestly, those those are those are so clutch sometimes, especially if yeah, you're for trying small to make, batch stuff. Well, for small batch stuff, but what you did, you know, with the Remulade, like you you make like a nice, creamy small glaze or sauce or something. It's so fucking perfect. Like, yeah. also I, I don't, I don't have to know. clean my emulsion blender. So, oh my god, I yeah. love emulsion blenders, but I fucking hate cleaning them. And like the <laughs> kitchen, the kitchen where I work, they have one that's like the size of like a fucking oh yeah, flag yeah. And so I'm like using the like rooms. Yeah, and like she had this like. I don't know, this like 20 quart pot and it was all filled with like cauliflower. Yeah. And she's like, she's, she was just like, you know, make it, make it smooth. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. And I'm just there and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like fucking, I'm like, this is like churning butter. I'm like, this is fucking annoying. Like it was horrible. And then cleaning the thing afterwards, I needed like a fucking power washer. I was like, oh yeah. my God. It's like under the blade. Just I know. How bit. the fuck are you supposed to clean that? You got to like flip it upside down, like blast it with water. It was horrible. Yeah, like, I would if I was in a restaurant, I would use one of those uh the the glass cleaners. You just put it right on top of it, like and it cleans. Oh, the, see that that yeah, they don't have glass. That. That, glass. Would be great. that would be amazing. That yeah. would that would solve the problem right there. Well, there you go. Look at that. You're finding solutions already. <laughs> um. So and you've started you've started uh doing the the 15 questions, which yeah. how many how many of those have you done so far? Two. Two. And uh, you just had on uh, Omnivarious Adam, right? Is that who you yeah. you just talked to, right? Yeah. Um. I don't know why these people said yes. It's very shocking to me. I, I don't know why you said yes. Again, you sometimes you just gotta like, you just gotta reach out, you know, like whatever. Like I didn't, I didn't expect Kyle, right? Who yeah. you've, you've, you've gone. Well, he kind of kickstarted it, to be honest with you. He did. Well, he was the first one you did, right? He, it was, I was on his, but you were on he his. told that me was to host it. And then I was like, dude, I got these like list of questions because I, I didn't know what to expect. And also I, got, I was terrified that like this, I wasn't able to talk for this long of time, which is shocking to me. I bring it out in people. Out. <laughs> yeah. So I prepped these questions and then he like the, he got so happy and like remembered all these like good memories with his dad and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh shit, if I can capture that with like people that I follow and stuff like that, and just do that kind of stuff like that, that was pretty neat. And yeah, he's, um, he's to give a quick little plug to cast iron Kyle. Um, it's a cast iron underscore Kyle on Instagram. If you guys don't follow, but he came on my show and I think one of the first questions I asked him was how he got into like cast irons. And he told me this beautiful fucking story about how he basically became a caretaker for one of his grandparents and how yep. yeah. cooking was because he had a grandfather who had Alzheimer's and my grandfather mm-hmm. had Alzheimer's. Okay. And so I know what it's like to like kind of sit next to somebody and them have like no idea really what's like going on, but he mm-hmm. found this like amazing connection through food and all of it was through these like beautiful old like heirlooms and stuff. And like, when you, guy, you watch like Jacques Pepin with him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like what I love about talking with him and I'm hoping to, I think he's, he's, I'm hoping he's planning on bringing me on, um, on full slice, his podcast, which would be great. Mm. Um, Cause I think they just started recording again. I, what I loved about talking with him was that he, 
is so, like you said, he's so enthusiastic and happy, even when it's like an idea or something that you do, or like it's, he's not pretentious in like any way whatsoever. Mm. And he's more than happy to give any like recipes, ideas. Like he was giving me ideas for like hot sauce. He was telling me what he used to do. Like it was such like an enthusiastic conversation. Mm. Um, you know, unlike this one, no. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, we're both just dead fish lying back. No, uh, it was, it was, it, it was such a great conversation. And people like that need to be more present for creators, I think, because yeah. it's there's no level of like, I don't want, like love of of like pretentiousness. There's no level of like I'm not gonna waste my time with that shit. You should already know that. Like, there's none yeah. of that. Like, and so I think interacting with people like him, people like you, people who are about you know, the learning experience and the fact that you're always constantly learning and that you want other people to kind of join you on that. That's who I want to try to interact with a little bit more. Exactly. And that's part of the reason why I'm starting to bring on more people like that on the show. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons I brought you on too, because like, you know, you, I, I stopped caring about exactly who I brought on and more, do I want this person because they're interesting, right? To me, mm-hmm. like, do yeah. I find this person like someone I actually want to have a conversation with? And yeah. that's, kind of the way you need to approach something like this. Like I have a lot of people who have said to me, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And the question shouldn't be like, you know, what are you going to talk about? Cause you could talk, we, fucking, this, this is we just barely, went through like eight different subjects. Yeah. We talked about yeah. star Wars for like nine yeah. minutes. Like this is not, I enjoyed that. this is barely, I did too. This is barely a food <laughs> podcast anymore. Like I say it's food <laughs> and life and stuff for that fucking reason. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's the best way to approach it. I think, you know, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm learning more and more, the more people I bring on. And mm. you've sparked my uh, my interest in beer again. I think I might start getting a couple more craft uh, yeah, craft I mean, beers to try to sip. So. You're kind of near that. I think you're kind of near Finback. Definitely check them out. Where's, where's Finback? Finback is. I looked it up uh, and I sent it to you. So. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's right! Yeah. Uh, I sent it. I don't know where they are. I know they shipped to me, but I know where when I looked when you sell, told me where you were, they were close to you. Oh okay. So yeah, I got to check out Finback and. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, yeah, he sent it to me. Finback. Oh, Glendale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in Queens. That's not that far. Oh, it's like an hour and... Oh, shit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm in northern Westchester County. So I'm like, I'm still only like... Like, I, I work in the Bronx every single day. So I'm in yeah. one of the boroughs of the city every day, but it takes me like an hour to get to work. So it's like... So what? You're I'm, in what, Westchester County, so? Yeah, I'm like northern Westchester. I'm right on the border with Connecticut. Like, I'm right... From oh, Connecticut, from Connecticut, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes. I'm literally on oh. the border with like Eastern Connecticut, um, <laughs> which is weird because I grew up in lower Westchester. I grew up like, you know, 20 minutes from the city. Uh, now I'm just 40 minutes from the city. But, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm going to check out Finback, which, and I'm sure they have them at a bunch of places around here too, hopefully. They just started um, distributing. So, that's um, good. yeah, that's good. but there's they're, a, yeah. Well, there's a place around here called the Chico's, and they're one of the first local supermarkets to have actual beer sommeliers. Like they have dedicated sections of these giant grocery stores to just craft beer. And, oh, nice. and you find yourself grazing along these just aisles and aisles and aisles of refrigerators. And then all of a sudden some nice man or woman in a t-shirt comes by like, how you doing? And I'm just like, yeah. can I help you? And then they're like, what are you looking for? And then you find out they literally are like the craft beer person for that. Store. Yeah, and that's cool. They, yeah, they even opened up like a little uh, brewery up on one of the upper levels of one of them where they serve like small dishes and tapas and stuff. So like having more places like that, I think where you can introduce people to more, which is along lines of like what you do, like introducing people to things that they did not know about. And that, you know, would, you know, be a new experience for them. That's like, that's what any of us could want, you know, (laughs) 
So do you have any, do you have any questions for me? Uh, any food related questions or not? Any other questions? Like anything like I, that? Yeah. I want to know like what you're like planning to your next meal and like, what like, not like, like, like right after this, but like, like you're, <laughs> you're like, what are you like, uh, your big aspirations for whatever your next meal is? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have, um, an entire edible and then cry for a bit. And then, oh, um, huh? after that, no, um, the saltness of the, yeah. the, the salt, the salinity of the tear. Oh God. No, I, um, well, I've been developing a couple hot sauces, which is nice, but, um, recently what I've been kind of, uh, tampering with a little bit is I'm, <laughs> I want to try to make a good steak confit. And I want to bake it in the oven, submerged completely in olive oil, like an actual like confit. Like, and there's there is a way to do it, and you usually you reverse sear usually after, um, because it's been soaking in oil. So why the fuck would you sear it first and then put it in the oil? Like obviously you know, <laughs> um, but because I've been I've been doing the reverse sear method for like years. I always found it was like the best way because I like it. One, yeah. I didn't want to smoke up my whole apartment because I had a tiny little four hundred square foot it. apartment. Yeah, like you know. And also the fans didn't work in my old apartment. So like I was, I would be boiling water and the fucking smoke alarm would go off. Like it was a nightmare. Like I get like <laughs> the fact that I ran that, that page for three years from that apartment. I have no yeah. idea how, no yeah. idea, but I think I want to try a steak confit. And what I really want to try um, more recently is I want to try to get back to a little more basic understanding of flavors and what, I'm, what I mean by that is there are some dishes from, you know, coastal places in Italy and like other places throughout Europe and even some South American dishes where there's no more than like four ingredients, right? And it tastes better than anything that you'll eat. And that's one thing that like I can do well, right? Like I can make an Italian red sauce because I'm, I'm Italian. I've been making red sauce my whole life. And I, I, don't, I don't put sugar in the sauce or anything like that because if you get the proper kind Christ. of – no, fuck that. I yell at people for that. If you yeah, get why? Proper, why? <laughs> get the proper kind of tomatoes. You don't need fucking sugar because they're not no. going to be totally acidic. They're going to have a little sweetness. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Fucking Bronx Italians. Anyway, uh, so uh, <laughs> yikes. But uh, no, I literally have gotten into arguments with my father about that too. He's like, "No, you got to put sugar in." And I was like, "I don't got to do nothing. Leave me alone." No, because uh, then when you get older, you can't taste it, and you make it fucking sweet like my exactly. grandpa did. Horrible. <laughs> no, because then you you don't want to eat a bowl of sugar. It's horrible. So, but I'll make a red sauce where I'm literally just starting with like oil chili flakes, garlic, that's sliced to my, my choosing. Mm -hmm. And then I put in the tomatoes, maybe a little tomato paste, and then, you know, maybe a bay leaf and some basil. And that's it. I mean, you can list the ingredients on like one hand, basically. Yeah. And it can, it can taste like one of the greatest comforting things that you've ever had in your life. But that's not present in like all my aspects of cooking. So like, I cook a lot of these dishes, and they come out okay. But I want like to explore, okay, well, the original inception of this dish or the reason why I even know it, like, why did it become popular? Like, I want to know what flavor aspects really get this going. Because if I could focus on that and wheel it back a little bit, my idea is that that'll give me a better understanding as a cook. And also like, you know, being able to incorporate that into other things that I actually create, because I do make my own recipes. And, you know, one of my favorite recipes that I ever did in the past 10 years I tattooed on my arm because I never wanted to forget it. Literally. I, I, I'm not kidding. I have garlic. I have, it's hard to see it from this angle, but I have garlic, <laughs> sage, and Thai chilies on my arm because awesome. I started this dish where I was uh, going to do a chicken thigh dish. And to get the oil going before I seared it, I started with a nice, like giant, well, it was a blend of olive and canola oil. And then in there, I had these th large, but thin sliced uh, from a giant cloves of garlic. 
And then I had Thai chilies and I sliced mm. them nice and thin, like little bird's eyes, like Thai chilies. I threw yeah. them in and it was one of the best combinations like ever. Cause sage is so like fresh sage. Mm. So yeah. nice. Like so nice. And <laughs> like, Oh, I like we, we, my wife and I had the pleasure of going to this actual farm near us and I picked all the herbs for the dinner myself. Oh, that's and, cool. And it was, yeah. And I was like, and I remember I had just gotten only the, the sage tattoo. Mm. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pick sage. Oh, yeah, it's building. Okay. Yeah. So then yeah. that night is when I did the sage, the Thai chilies and the garlic. So the next time I went to my tattoo artist, I'm like, you're putting garlic and Thai chilies. She's like, what? Yeah. I'm like, just do it. And she yeah. was like, okay. So <laughs> that's, that's literally why I did it. But awesome. I, it's stuff like that. Like, I want to get back to the basic idea of like, what makes this dish flavorful? Like, what mm. is the aspect of it that makes it good? And a lot of recipes online don't focus on that. They just try to make it so concise to the point where anybody could read it and cook it, which is great because you're giving that person a little bit of an insight into what that dish may be, but that's not really getting to like the core of it. You know what I mean? Mm. And so to, at, at, the, at, the, at the risk of sounding extremely pretentious and hipster, I really <laughs> want to try to find out what makes these dishes like cool. You know what I mean? Like I want to find out what yeah. makes the dishes like tick. That's my goal pretty, pretty much. And so it's not like a specific recipe. It's more about how I go about cooking basically. Is an that's a very that long it's a very long-winded answer for what could have been a very simple question sorry no, about that. So, i'm sorry no, just like, you <laughs> it's like you're just like i didn't ask for that man uh yeah, so, no, I, yeah i feel the same way though so. yeah i mean i think like like the way that you pair beer and food what you're really going based off is like compliments of flavors and like and sometimes descriptions it's your fair truck yeah because if i only have one can then i need to read about it and get hope right. to god i get it right yeah it's like all right well i can't fuck this up so let's yeah. you know it's like when you're cooking with saffron you're like okay well i have a thimble full of it so <laughs> i can't I can't can't fuck this up or sesame um, oil it's like a little oh too much gosh. oh my god sesame oil i love sesame oil but holy fuck i don't know if anything that I cook with that could be more overpowering than that. Yeah. And I'm talking like the difference between like a teaspoon and like two teaspoons. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes it's just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. you, like it's just, it's insane. And I love sesame oil so much. And I love sesame seeds. I love toasted melon sesame seeds, but yeah. fuck sesame oil is powerful, man. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, whenever I write a recipe uh, and it's got sesame oil, I usually put like 75% of what I actually use because mm. in my mind, I'm like, if I tell people to put as much as I put, they will put too much. Like, oh, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I always like, I anticipate that people are going to do something wrong because that's how I am. I do something wrong. Like, I think, <laughs> I think back to writing recipes and I'm like, have I ever actually followed a recipe for, like fully? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, no. Which in my mind, that's how it should be. Not to shit on everybody in the world who writes recipes, yourself included. But I think it should okay. come along with the territory that, you know, you, you're writing recipe as more of like a guideline, right? And like you, I always enforce the people season it to taste, right? Or like do what you feel like, you know, cook it, you know, do this, but kind of like watch for that. You know what I mean? It's like writing a recipe for like my pizza dough. I always tell people to keep an extra bowl of flour and some water off to the side because every dough is different. And like, I can give you the exact measurements, but the way that you measure is different. Your measuring cup is different. The way that you need is different. So like some people are going to be like, well, what the fuck? This is super wet. So they have to put more flour, you know? Yeah. So I always anticipate the fact that everyone is like me and they're just going to kind of cook the way they cook. Yeah. So room for error is kind of a big part of it, <laughs> but you know, room for exploration, know. let's call it. There you go. Exploration. There you go. Yeah. That sounds a little more positive than people being like, all right, thanks for calling me a <laughs> shitty cook. Asshole. Like, <laughs> my God. <laughs> like Jesus. I work in marketing. So yeah, I use the spin oh, the so words. You know, there you go. You know the spin <laughs> words. There you go. 
Oh God. So this has been, this has been amazing. As we wind down, you have any other questions for me? Anything you want to tell the people, anything updating them? Aside from the fact they should go check out Paired Pints and www.paredpints.com. I'm going to link all your shit in my oh, nice. post and description and I'll put it on my link tree when we post this. So yeah, I would love uh, for people to ever, if they're ever curious to come at me with any of their crazy Marvel theories or anything like that, <laughs> or if they want to talk about food or concerned about Marvel. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I like having conversations with people, as you know, um, I'm like a, and uh, just meeting new people. So if you ever, ever want to reach out and talk, I'll try to give you the best guidance as possible. But if you ever want to talk about nerd shit, go down. That's that sounds amazing. That that is the that is the nicest invitation any of you will ever get on my fucking show from anybody. So <laughs> so just enjoy that. Um, it was like the last episode that I have. This girl Alyssa ended on such a positive note because she's all about like self positivity and she's like, you need to be here and force yourself in it. and she's saying all this stuff. And I literally I'm like that is as positive as gonna get on the show. So you people better enjoy that because that's <laughs> nobody will ever <laughs> give you a positive outro like that. So you better enjoy it while you can. Um, it's like a scorned father being like you're not gonna get this every night of the week enjoy it now <laughs> uh, so shut up and eat the spaghetti like okay <laughs> on that note um anyway phil thank you so much man for coming on this has been yeah, amazing no i i love paired pines i have become a huge fan we we should totally go live together one night if you're yeah. ever up for it and do something like that. I gotta find more. I gotta find more induction pots because my uh, my induction burner does uh, doesn't work for some of my pots. So I need yeah, the to find... induction burner. I have to get. I had one years ago and it just broke before I even started using it. And then I just never bought one. So I'm yeah. always like, I'll make it work with my camera, and I never do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always just like, what? you know, people are like, why do you why do you shoot at such close angles? Like that's why. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm like that's why because I can't put the fucking burner where I want it to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. But yeah, maybe maybe what I'm thinking is like we have one night where I actually do get a beer that you specifically request. You tell me what you think would pair well with it, and I give you a recipe Ooh. of something that I th that of that dish that I think will go well. You know, I, what I mean that that would be fun. That yeah, would be cool sure. because it would be your recommendation of beer and my recommendation for food. I like and then that. We don't have to cook live if you don't want, but cooking it and then going live maybe like whatever okay. it is i'll just make for dinner for me and my wife i'll feed her and then you and i can you know yeah go live i'm trying to slowly um, coax my wife into being a carnivore so we'll see if that works good, good luck with that you, you, yeah it's a you well know, i started helps. with bacon so it's a good start oh yeah yeah that's see i had i had a, i have an aunt who was a vegetarian for many years but she ate salami mm. and <laughs> she was and her explanation was like well yeah i mean it's salami yeah. That was her explanation. She was like, I can't not eat it's salami. Yeah, it's delicious. Like, obviously, and, but she was like, she's a huge animal rights activist. She's so against, like, yeah. you know, she was like, meat is murder, whatever. And then, like, just eating fucking Genoa salami like crazy. So, <laughs> um, but that is a big step, actually. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. My wife and I, we talk about this sometimes. And I, you, you don't want to say that certain dietary restrictions would keep people apart. Yeah. But also, like, there's certain, like, if you, if I, I'm, I am of the, of the school of thought where if it's a vegetarian and just a, a normal, a normal, sorry, that's not a mean, uh, sorry, a, 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 a uh, omnivore. You classist. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, an omnivore, somebody who just eats, you know, everything, right? Yeah. Um, that can work because there's so much overlap. That's fine. When it's like this person is vegan and this person is not, mm. that could really, because then it's like even like basic ingredients that you use in some stuff vegans just like don't go for sometimes mm -hmm. and that can be a little bit more challenging and 
you know, not that I have anything against be vegans, but I, you know, sometimes I do, but what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> it's fine. I just, I think the world is changing a little bit as far as like availability of meat and what we have to do to make it a better system. You're and, soon. Yeah, literally like, dude, and there are farms out there like in California where they're carbon positive farms. Like they mm. have four different patches where the cows graze. They rotate them per day. You're helping mm. the grass. They're technically free ranging cows. It's amazing food and grains that they're getting all from the fucking ground. And it's not these mass Californians that just stand there in their own fucking shit. And there's nothing that they're actually eating except processed shit that they feed them themselves. Like yeah. when you are letting them graze and then you rotate them and you're allowing the grass to actually grow back a little bit, you know, that's called car- carbon positive farming. And there sure. are places that produce beef like good grass-fed beef and their farms yeah. are carbon positive. And if that was the case, it would not be such an issue as far as like the mass farming. And I love meat. Well, I agree. You know, yeah. Like I, I look, I agree with the fact that we need to find better systems for it. And there are certain things that I take very seriously now, like eggs. I, I only buy like good eggs now because I just, it's, I started thinking about just like the thousands of chickens that are stacked on top of each other and coops just shitting all over each other. And it just like, mm-hmm. it, it just gets me like insane. I actually have a neighbor in my complex who works at a farm and she comes and gives me a bunch of eggs all the time. Like she gives me like duck eggs, quail eggs, like regular chicken eggs. Like it's just, Oh, do some quail eggs with some pig's blood. Okay. Well, that's going to go in my fucking book. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Had that in the the Philippines. It was delicious. That's going to be, that's going to be the name of the episode. Quail eggs and pig's blood. Um, (laughs) So force people to listen to the end. But anyway, listen, this has been unbelievable. I'm sorry. It's been about two, about two hours, actually. That we did. So congratulations. You're, uh, you're, on a, you're, you're a double-decker, finally. Um, <laughs> so anyway, this has been an amazing conversation about beer, about Star Wars, about creating content, and about yeah. the way to approach it. This is what I like, is that people who do what you do and who have pages like I, how I have, we, there's things that go along with that that aren't always talked about. You know, like you can talk about food. That's fine. But there's so much that goes on beyond that about like, keeping the inspiration, like finding your limit, like, you know, knowing when you need to kind of back away, knowing not to be too intimidated by people. So like, I, I thoroughly enjoy conversations with people that I can talk at least a little bit about that. So, thanks, you know. man. and once again, your page is fucking awesome. So for those of you who are not following Phil, you should at paired pints, www.pairedpints.com. And I will put the link to the description, anything. Uh, do you want to say anything as we head out to the people? Apologize for the guttural noises. That's about it. <laughs> it's fine. You signed up for a beer episode, people. You knew what you were getting into. Yeah, that was the. Uh, uh, it's fine. I think I've smacked the microphone every single episode, so that's uh, they're they're used to it at this point. People would be listening, just like, what the fuck? They'd be like, what the hell was that? Why? Uh, Why? Yeah. Or this one time, I remember I accidentally coughed while I was speaking, and it was right into the microphone. And then I listened to the I listened to the episode after it aired myself in the AirPods, and I got yeah. to that part, and I was like, fuck. I was just like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, I was like, I think I just burst an eardrum. It was horrible. Yeah. Anyway, guys, this has been episode thirty-four of Spicy Memories. Uh, thank you, Phil, once again for being on. And next episode, I will have someone on interesting, maybe or not. Might be a solo episode, and I'll torture you all. But uh, I'm gonna <laughs> stop the recording. Stay tuned for the next episode. Make sure to find me at Captain Cook's Food and follow Phil at Paired Pints. Thanks, Chris. Had a blast. Thanks, man. <laughs>